Hey, what's up? Welcome into another episode of Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. And like always, please go to our Facebook page and like us and uh, go uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And find me on Untapped at JoeBob41. I'd love to see what everybody's drinking. Hit me up, email, whatever. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, please. Leave reviews if you even if you can. Even if you hate it, just just leave me a review on iTunes. Um, so let me tell you a little story before we get this thing started. I went on a work outing a few short years ago to Whirly Ball in Lombard. And upon exiting, my coworker and I looked over and said, well, is that a brewery right next door? And sure enough, my love for a noon whistle was born after uh, Rubik's. I had my first Rubik's there, and that was the beer that kind of got me hooked on them. Uh, they've come a long way now uh, between the uh, gummy series and the hot prism and the face smacks and the Bernies and all the wonderful beer that they make over there. So it was really exciting for me to get to sit down finally with uh, Paul Kreiner and his partner, uh, Mike. Uh, they have another partner. He wasn't able to uh, jump in on this one, but great conversation. It was awesome to get to know those guys a little better after seeing them work for so long and drinking their beers for so long. They're one of my uh, favorite places. So I got to fanboy out a little bit on this one. So hope you guys enjoy it. I know you enjoy their beer. Uh, gummy series are just pumping out everywhere. They're distroed. They're at the tap room. They're doing all kinds of stuff. So, and you'll see them, I think, at Lucky Door this summer at Wrigley. Um, you'll be able to uh, have Cubby Gummy, which we talk about a little bit. So, without further ado, here's a noon whistle. Hey, welcome into another episode of Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. I'm sitting uh, next to a canning machine right now. Uh, pretty happy about it. I, I'm really psyched because I told you guys I'm going to fanboy out a little bit because, you know, I, I love Noon Whistle. I'm, I'm here quite a bit. You guys Thank are you. like my home away from home because of work. Like I work out in this area. I live in Joliet. You guys are like my work brewery, so when I get off work or if I got a lunch hour that I can kind of squeeze it in or gummies are coming out, I can come over here. So I'm joined by two of the three partners, am I right? Yes. That's correct. Two yeah. of the three. Introduce yourselves, fellas. Sure. Uh, I'm Paul Kreiner, uh, one of the owners. Uh, the head Turn brewer. that mic right towards your face. The head brewer. Oh, yeah. Either oh. way, you can turn it this way, too. There this is the go. number one thing on the podcast <laughs> I have to yell at people nice. about now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm the head brewer. Um, I have another brewer that's underneath me, uh, Mike Payson, um, and then I have a couple other uh, that are below me as well that help with canning and some other various things. So uh, that is my role here at the at the brewery. I'm Mike, Mike Condon, uh, another owner. Uh, my card reads one of the owners. One so of the owners? Yeah, I like I don't, that. I don't know necessarily exactly what my role is, I guess. No, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I... I, um, I don't know what his role yeah, is either. No, I, Nobody I, knows. I, I stare at my computer a lot. That's fine. And I look busy. That's... Um, That's kind of my job at work. There you go. <laughs> I do, uh, you know, I'm mostly uh, some general business, but uh, sales marketing. Um, and then uh, I, uh, every once in a while, drink the beer and do a little quality control every, on Paul's products. Every once in a while yeah, you drink the beer? Exactly. <laughs> Seems like a waste of time if you're not drinking the beer. <laughs> so how did you two come together? Uh, so we've been, uh, the th so Jim Cagle is uh, our third partner. Uh, we've been friends for... A long time. I knew Jim uh, back. We grew up uh, right by Midway Airport. Um, and then uh, Jim moved out to Lockport, became friends with Mike, 
When you yeah. say grow up, he weren't even growing yet. Well, we weren't growing <laughs> yet. Yeah. Uh, so he moved out to Lockport when we when he was seven, eight. I don't even know how old he was. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. So then Jeez. that's how they met. That's uh, deep. Then I we moved. fought in fourth grade too. Ooh, Jim and I. Nice, Bare nice. knuckles. Yeah. Boom. I think you fought everybody though. Did yeah. who won? I don't remember. He's probably Jim. He's an honorary guy, I'm, huh? I'm okay. Not very strong. Maybe not anymore. Not nah, he's 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 now a lawyer, so he's got pretty he's much got say whatever you want about him. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we uh, uh, they met each other out there, and then um, I moved to Lockport, coincidentally, uh, and then we became friends in about seventh grade, uh, where we started hanging out. Then me and Mike went to college at Eastern Illinois University. Uh, Where's where that? Charles? Charles? Charles. 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 Yeah. Charles. Yeah. Drive-through liquor stores. Yes. Yes. Right? That's right? The greatest at least part one. Of yeah. No, drank a lot. Drank a lot of forties and Boone's Farm. Yes. Imagine getting some gummy stuff. vortex through the uh, drive-through. Through at your local liquor we, store. We wouldn't be able to afford it then. That'd no. Great. <laughs> no. That is a true story. True that. <laughs> Keystone. Keep firing those Keystone up. Keystone lie, yeah. yeah. Three, two ninety nine. I think it was a 12-pack, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then we... Uh, we, we, we graduated. We graduated. Yeah, yeah we graduated. Um, Jim, we'll, we'll, fast, we'll go in the middle there. Jim went to uh, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, so that's when we separated for a brief period. But we visited a lot, but it was good. Because he's a lot smarter than us, and he needed to get away. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. He he developed his brain. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> did he fight a lot of people in college too? No. <laughs> so, and then uh, me and Mike have been talking about opening up something for a long time. I was in the beer distribution um, business. Sounds and terrible. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was horrible. I uh, had a lot of fun with it, um, and then. I was homebrewing for about 11 or 12 years and decided to take the next step and went to Siebel Institute. And that's kind of where it started. And we were planning this probably four years prior to opening, something like that. Okay, yeah, I was trying before, to guess earlier. Before you move on, like just for people that don't know what the Siebel Institute is, just, just give them a little quick. So the Siebel Institute is a brewing school here in Chicago. They have two campuses, one in Chicago one in Germany, uh, and it is... They make beer over in Germany? They make they lots of... Stuff. They make they good beer in Germany. There, yeah. So they... Uh, I went and um, I didn't do the master's course. Uh, the master's course is actually pretty involved. You go over to Germany for uh, a month, um, and you get to learn from brewers over in Germany. I didn't take that course. Uh, I took the first course and... Learned what I could, um, but I was working another job. Couldn't take the four weeks off to go to Germany, so on and so forth. And uh, I, I got my associates in brewing technology. So I think it's the oldest brewing school. Is that correct? It is. It's the now the sounds uh, right. Back then, when I or actually something. went there, I think there was only three courses or three um, colleges that offered brewing. Uh, uh, Davis out uh, UC Davis in uh, in California, and then um, and then I know of Siebel. I'm not sure who else was. I know th- I think there was another one. Um, uh, yeah, but it's the oldest brewing school. So some of the Anheuser Busch brothers went there, and and uh, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, I figure just, we'll just give them a little quick overview. I didn't mean to interrupt your story, but in case people are like, "What the hell is the Siebel Institute?" <laughs> it, uh, yeah, Google it. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. That's really the whole point. <laughs> Google everything. Google everything. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So I went there, graduated, and um, we were. This was in planning for about four years, I think. Was it four? I was guessing. It was. I think it was right around four years. Um, it took us a long time to 
um, get the capital that we needed to get this started. And, oh, you and need run. that, huh? Ah. We had a couple. Ugh. We had yeah. We <laughs> had a couple of hiccups as well with Oak uh, Oak Park as well. So that was that is where we are originally supposed to open up. Okay. Explain. So, Explain. Yeah. Yeah. We had a we had a spot picked out. We had a nice little building. Um, we worked with uh, Oak Park to change. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it to to change their. Legislation, their law to, to allow for a, a brewery, a production brewery uh, in in the city of Oak Park, and then uh, at the eleventh hour, the the place that we had scoped out, um, the owner uh, backed out on us, and uh, so the building that we were, we thought we were going to be able to move into was what no does longer backing out. Look like well, like, yeah, it I don't know. Sounds sketchy. Yeah, well, it was you know we didn't it, we were at a point where um, it, before we were going to execute any contracts if you will um, we wanted to make sure we had the oak park uh, stuff squared away so once we got that taken care of and we went we were at the point of you know uh, moving forward with actual lease agreements um, he basically said yeah this, I don't think this is going to work um, but that was you know six plus months or longer of us working with them yeah, he, yeah. him trying product that we were making just really getting a good understanding of what we were going to do what was do. the reasoning behind it just I'm I, scared I, I can't take the I, leap or what? I mean, my understanding is that they had there were 12 owners of that place um, there were 12 12 owners of the building um, and at the time Oak Park you had to sell at least 70% food to get a liquor oh, license okay so it's a pretty strict town, or it was. Now it's changed quite considerably since we've uh, since we changed that law. Um, but that was a big part of it. Um, I think some of the owners of the building just didn't feel comfortable. There was also a couple other things um, that was happening. So there were two businesses currently there, and it looked like we were kicking them out. But they didn't have a lease signed with this building. They leased month to month. Yeah, they leased month to month, and they were great companies uh one was a, a company that um actually helped kids um they played sports with them so it was a kind of a sports complex i was trying to decide if you were being sarcastic or not but no 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 I feel like you aren't no no uh they were act- and then the other one was roller derby roller derby thank you nice thank you. roller derby <laughs> girls roller derby that practice there as you well traded so. roller derby for whirly ball yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so we we but hit all the, those the roller derby folks were a bit against us taking their spot yeah but uh yeah so it, it ultimately came down to the ownership just i guess not feeling comfortable um probably a blessing in disguise because yeah. we are happy where we're at now i would say so Lombard, this it's considered Lombard, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. here on Roosevelt. Yeah, I mean, for those of you maybe if you haven't been here, well, what's your address if you got it off the top of your head? Eight hundred East Roosevelt Road, currently next to the Whirly Ball. Yeah, you can't miss it. <laughs> and again, like Paul said, Google it. <laughs> Just Google it. Be careful with Google. Sometimes, it, it, sometimes it drives you behind the building, but yeah. that's how he puts You'll together recipes. He just googles it. <laughs> so Google might take you to the back. Uh, of our <laughs> complex, just, just to be safe, we're in front. <laughs> we'll mention that. So, okay. So, you, how did you transition? Wait, wait. So, how did you pick up the pieces after after? Was it Oak Park? You said, yeah. So, Oak Park was actually really great with us. Uh, we yeah. were working with a local. Um, I don't. They were, they were like a community development yeah. uh, organization for Oak Park, uh, and they were helping us out, and it was going really well. Uh, Oak, I think, you know, Oak Park was. You know, you got to go through the process, but everything was moving forward. It just ultimately came down to not finding a space. Mm. Um, so we scrambled at that point with um, our uh, our real estate broker that we work with, uh, and uh, 
started looking at multiple spaces quickly because we, the, the 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 ball was rolling down the hill at that point. We had equipment ordered, etc., and um, we thought we found another location. And in a, right before we were going to sign a leather and tent, somebody else signed, and and we lost that. And then we went to Plan C, lost that, and then. Oak Plan, Park, City Plan, of Heartbreak. Plan D. Well, these weren't all in Oak Park after that. This, after oh, okay. Lombard, that yeah. This was in Lombard, actually. Oh, okay. So Plan, uh, what is that, A, B, C. Now D yep. is where we currently are, and, and actually we're, it's it's a good Plan D. It's uh, We're pretty happy with it. So what happened What what happened in between that when you're when you're you're having these Plan A, B, C? Like what happened uh, to kind of say, okay, Oak Park's no longer an option, Lombard? You know what? What, what was we, the thought process behind Lombard versus versus Oak Park? We've talked to Lombard previously because um, we, when we were scoping out uh, areas to open a brewery, we had a, like a pocket that we were looking in, and and both of those fell in that pocket. Um, so we started doing our due diligence, talking to other communities. Um, Lombard being one of them, um, they're really open and welcoming. So once Oak Park looked like it was falling through, that was the first spot that we went back to. The, the first place was Lombard, and we start looking pretty aggressively here. So our business plan, we were supposed to actually be close to a train is what we want it to be. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I've never asked this to anyone, and this is episode 20 here. Like, like, what thought process goes into, like, when you decide city-wise? So there were a lot less breweries at the time, and when you looked at a map, there were no breweries from 294. Great point. Uh, yeah, I mean, there weren't a lot. So we were looking for pockets that kind of needed oh, are there a lot now because it seems there's, like there's a, a lot <laughs> there's a lot now um there's still i think some pockets open that still need some as well yeah um pockets yeah. for development um public transportation main highways yeah. um you start looking at the demographics of people um, do, you know what's the age groups do they you know what's the income do they fall in that craft beer drinker all that should probably bro come in. you're being real busy yeah, right all now. that should probably come into <laughs> totally play uncool <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. I'm See? thinking like a, he like makes Im- beer. Like Im- Imperial Oak, like Imperial <laughs> Oak's got that. Like the train just runs right yeah. in front. You know, they got bike trails. Well, going trains on are cool, so that's another thing. <laughs> All right, actually, totally. let, let's tell them the truth. We threw a dart, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's yeah. how we came up. Okay. To See, I'm on to you guys. Yep. I'm yeah. on to you guys. <laughs> no, but is, it, is that how you're currently operating? Kind of like you, but like beer guy, business guy. Do you, do you guys kind of overlap in a bunch of areas or you kind of try to keep like some sort of sectionality of like the three of you? Like, you do no, this, I do that, you do that's that. That's pretty like, close to being right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more of the middle ground. Not that you can't say anything. You know, not that you can't contribute to all three sides, but I think kind of some roles developing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's been doing that, this for the, a while. Yeah, that was that was early on. We knew exactly what the roles were going to be. Uh, and it's just, it, it's worked out. The third partner, who, who's obviously not here. Um, yeah, because he's, he's a dick. The, Yeah. Right? right? Oh, I'm just Prick. going back to what you guys yeah. are saying. No. He's, he's I didn't the, say that. He's the lawyer. He's more of, he's, you know, you think I'm the business minded. He's super business. And, and, then, uh, and then you got beer. So I'd like to think I'm the happy medium. He signaled to Paul when he said that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't see and your you hands move. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. I would have done the same thing. What did we call Jim? When we were originally looking for investors and stuff, what did we call Jim? Spreadsheet guy, Sp- I think. Spreadsheet guy. Yeah. Lord yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. he he loves spreadsheets. So. That's a true story. Who doesn't? He, Who doesn't? He once came back to me two years later and said I owed him $35, and I said, you're crazy, and he said, it's right here on my spreadsheet. Yep. Just <laughs> let, me, let me show you If you, you could this. pull a spreadsheet up that says you owe me 35 bucks. guess what? I'll pay you. <laughs> That's pretty There's good. even formulas and everything in there. Yeah. He's using VLOOKUPs, all that, <laughs> all that good stuff. Oh, it's great. So we talked about how, how the business was built. So let's start with you. You're, you're beer guy. I'm beer, beer guy. Beer guy. 
Where did beer guy? How did you become beer guy? At what point did you stop drinking uh, High Life? Um, or are you still drinking High Life? It was college. We stopped in college. Not no, stopped. So, so, we, we well, there was definitely, um, in college, there was a bar that opened uh, close to when we were actually 21. Um, yes. Do I dare ask? When the Mad was, Hatter, I'm pretty sure, is the name of the bar. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. In Charleston? They would, yeah. yeah, they would it play like small Super place. Tramp on records, and legit, we could vinyl. drink yeah. like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was great. Really? Uh, and, and I, like, I remember La Fin du Monde. Yeah, La yeah. Fin du Monde. We it's drank a, a lot of, of La Fin du Monde. Wow. Because we can drink like, there was high alcohol, and we were, you know, we could buy them for four what? bucks, and it was great. Yeah. So that's where we started dabbling um, with craft beer, and then... Um, and craft then, imports. And then... Really, um, when I was working at the distributors, when I, um, it was actually Sam Adams that came in and said, "Hey, how about you homebrew with us?" I said, "Wait, cool. how, does, how, how did that happen?" I don't know. I don't what know. is that a secret? Like, how did Sam Adams there know was, that you were homebrewing? <laughs> how did Jim Cook find out where you live? It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was one of the sales reps that was like, "Hey, come on, let's do this." I said, "All right, let's do it." And um, my first batch actually turned out great. Because uh, I think there was, I think we brewed, there was like five or six groups that started brewing, or that did a homebrew batch, and then mine came back the best. My second, my third, my fourth batch all sucked after that, but... Why? Why, why does that happen? There's, a, there's a lot to it. palette thing? Yeah, or just, there's, uh, a, there's a lot to it. Uh, sanitation style? and just oh. all different stuff that just... You're a wild man. Yeah, you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be careful with what you're doing in homebrewing, so... Um, but that's where it started, and then... Really, Mike and Jim and everyone would come over to my garage, and uh, it was legitimately, uh, when I was homebrewing, it was probably 15 gallons, three out of the four weekends. Really? Lots of beer. Uh, lots of beer on draft. Brewing that much beer and homebrew stages? And then I would split them. So I would take like right. you know I would take play around a little bit. Play around, and that's how I learned a lot about my different yeasts. And were you a and science guy? Were you? Did you? Did you always have that? No, it was science. just kind of like, yeah. It was just uh, like it. Just I, I put your head down and run as fast as you can. Yeah, like I, I read every single book that I possibly could. Oh, um, you know, well, I no had, doubt there was no helmet involved. <laughs> 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 now, read every book. I, I mean, a homebrew book came out. I would read it. Yeah. You know, it was like I couldn't put it. I couldn't read it fast enough. Couldn't put it down. And I don't know what it was, uh, but chemistry, biology, and school just wasn't the thing for me. But if I could apply it to something, but like, if you put like it here, in that context, it was there like, you go. man. <laughs> so you did go. you did you just jump like off the deep end and into the all grain, or did you kind of? I did a couple extracts first, or would you would you a couple extracts you and then I jumped in pretty fast. It it uh, it got. Pretty expensive. Would you say balls deep? Like just went for it? <laughs> went straight in and <laughs> said, I don't think I could do this and uh, did it. Uh, there was a lot of crazy things that happened during home brewing. Um, glad I didn't burn down the what house. What do you mean crazy? Like what kind of crazy Just different things. things. So uh, like one good story that I have that I tell a lot of people is that uh, my wife and my kids were gone for the weekend. Um, How and long I, ago was this? This was... Probably six, seven years ago. I got to uh, just real quick before you get into the story. I got to say, like, twenty podcasts in, and a bunch of guys that scaled up homebrew. Some people are, some of these guys are chemical engineers. Some of them are doctors. Some of you know, I've talked to a vast array. Like, most of them 
five, six years homebrew experience before they jumped into this. You said 10, 11. Like that's yeah. So it was pretty solid. Uh, it was experience it was pretty. a while, but uh, but this particular batch that I oh. did, I this was my actually my first dive into uh, kettle sour actually. Uh, now you're getting crazy. So it was not everybody nuts. brews a kettle sour. Not it was not. This actually sour. wasn't a kettle sour. I t- kind of took a kettle sour, uh, tossed it into a bucket, a uh, plastic bucket, brewed like, regularly. Like a ale pail? <laughs> kind, kind of. Yep. Yep. Like an ale pail bucket and tossed grain in it. I didn't even use. Um, I didn't even use lacto, um, like you know people use yogurts now and stuff like that. Not so like, that at the like time, bread, you're not like adding. I didn't add. It, I just add. Uh, so there's naturally um, lacto uh, on grain. So I took a five gallon bucket, plastic bucket, brewed it, put it in, threw grain in it, brought it up to my bathroom, uh, my kids' bathroom. So it was actually probably <laughs> five years ago. Because um, my good. both my kids are f- yeah, good. so it was probably about five years ago, and then um, it started. Uh, I had to keep it at a hundred degrees for two days, so my wife was my wife and kids were gone, and she came home, and uh, I had to keep it at a hundred degrees. So the only way I thought I could do it was put it in the kids' bathroom, in the bathtub with yeah. hot water, and I kept emptying it, filling it back up, and I had a heater in there as well. And then I had um, uh, I had a heater, and then I had towels underneath the door. So my wife came home. You were and just insulating as best insulating you could. Insulating and just kept going in for the two days and just changing it and doing it. And, yeah, this is great. And But when you would actually walk into the room, it was a small bathroom, it smelled like lacto. I mean, it was a strong fermentation, you know, bacteria smell. And your wife and was very supportive of this so, thought process. Well, well she didn't uh, know this was happening, so she came home, she went, ran you, upstairs. How did you hide that? Well, oh. she was gone for the couple days. So oh, right. she was I'm gone. Sorry. She I, was gone for the I couple bailed. days, and then she uh, she opened up the door before I told her what was happening. I think she almost <laughs> passed out. Uh, yes. It was pretty bad. That it was pretty happen. bad. But it was, a, it was a fun, and then I would put fermenting, you know, I would put little things right next to our bed because I wanted it at warmer temperature. So she would sit there and just hear bubbling away all night long, and it sounded great to me. Her, not so much. Not so much. No, no. Well, you talked about sanitation. That sounds very sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> Using the bathtub and towel, yeah. No better place. <laughs> so did you, did you end up, like, joining a home brewer's guild at some point, or were you already in there? I was a part of Pale. I never actually oh, Pale. joined Pale. Pale's gonna do the oh. Pale's gonna do the podcast soon. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never technically joined, but I went to a couple of their first meetings. Checked um, it out. Checked it out. Just never really joined it, um, but had the fun for the couple. Didn't want to contribute went. to the fun. What's up, Paul? <laughs> it, the the one, you know the. <laughs> I, yeah, I just never didn't want to pay those dues. Damn it! No. Those dues were too expensive. Damn it! <laughs> Um, no, but I was I was part of it for a couple of days. Um, I went to I think their first couple of meetings. Um, Brandon at Workforces. Uh, I, I yeah, I've heard of him. Definitely stopped at his first location many times. Um, I was gonna say we probably picking, standing behind that blue line he talked about in his uh, his yep. episode. Yep, yep. I did that. Had call in the order. Uh, I think That's or texted crazy. in or something like that. Go to the kiosk yep. and fill out your order and go pick it up like a pharmacy. Yep, yep. No, I I, I was definitely at that place. That was it was a lot of fun. Um, but now you know. It's I, we still go to his other place and still share some things with him and, and buy some things off of him when we need it. Thank God. Yeah. 
I don't think there's anybody in the area that doesn't have that story about going to going to Chicago Brew Works workforce and and dude, we don't have enough lactose. We're trying to brew this. We don't have enough malt. You know, whatever whatever it is, everybody's got that story. So, uh, my friend, what, what's your story? What, what what was your background before before beer before beer engulfed you? <laughs> Um, this is where it gets boring. Yeah, this is where it gets boring. Definitely that's not beer. Fine. That's fine. I think on the website it says I was the sales guy. It just says. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. Um, well, who handles the website? Let's talk to him. Let's have a more accurate, <laughs> Paul. Let's have a more accurate description. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, um, my background is just after we got out of school, you know, I got a solid speech communication degree. So that really limited my field that I could go into. And uh, I, I started doing sales and, and really because uh, it, you know, wasn't really that great of a thing to do. On the weekends, I'd go to Paul's and drink beer and watch him brew. Watch 15 gallons of beer get brewed. Yeah, we would, you know, start after we get off work and we'd go till like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I'd find my way home. Sometimes I'd find my way into a cornfield. Yeah. True story. Um, but do you want to? Yeah. You don't have <laughs> no, to. No, uh, no, no we, we won't go there. To. It's open. Yeah, it's open for no. you. I, I, I have an issue with falling asleep while I drive. <laughs> if you throw a few beers on top that's of that. Yeah, that's something to talk about. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole problem. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, we don't recommend it. Enjoy responsibly. Yeah. Noon whistle. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and um, yeah, I just, it threw, like I said, I think when we were talking earlier, I jumping on Paul's coattails with the beer world. Um, I like beer, love drinking it. I feel like Paul, you made a good decision. Yeah, Paul. Paul liked making it and uh, seemed to be doing all right at it. And and fast forward, here we are. And I won't tell my boring story. But, well, <laughs> again, again, we don't avoid that that thought process. Paul's already distracted. He's watching the other. Uh, what, would you call him an assistant brewer right now? No, we, he's he's one of the brewers. So he's, he's a brewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Uh, You're watching his technique right now. Making sure he gets it done. He's not working that hose right. <laughs> Thought he was looking at his plumber's crack. Yeah. Yep. yep. He was doing. He might have been doing that too. I don't know. I don't. Well, since you since you kind of uh, conveniently led me into that that area, let, talk a little bit about uh, the work that you've done with with Brando and Workforce over the over the recent time, and maybe something that you might be doing soon. Or are you allowed to? No, <laughs> we could definitely talk about it. Uh, so we've done a couple collaborations with them. It's an IPA we always do. Um, the first one was Citra Kitties and Sunsets. Yeah, True which was an all Citra right. IPA. Um, the second one was Mosaic, Mosaic Puppies and Puppies Sunrises. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, was there a third one? No. No, no I think no. there's going to be. Third <laughs> one's coming yeah. soon. Um, so Brandon, get uh, he got his new equipment in. So we're actually, we brewed it here every time. We're going to actually go to his place and brew it over there. Um, and uh, the name and everything, um, we have it. Don't remember. Do not, I don't, oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> Is there something with... Pygmy goats. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> There's going to be an animal and something yeah. else associated with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the date is, is being figured out as we speak. Um, every, both both parties are pretty busy, but we're going to figure it out so we can make it happen here soon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys are both crushing beer right now and canning it and getting it out to the people. Yeah, it's not that easy to just go ahead and uh, get together for these things, I'm sure. Um, what, is, what does a collab do for, for, for you guys? I mean... Did, did, have they evolved for you over time? Like when you were young, Noon Whistle, was it like, oh, this is getting our name out there? Now it's kind of like if Workforce and Noon Whistle do a beer together, yeah, it's, it'll help it's get fun. your names. But, but you're sta- you've established a pretty awesome name for you guys' selves in, in you. your respective Thanks. areas. Thank you. No, uh, I think a collaboration to us now, 
or I guess for every collaboration, um, what it does for me is, you know, home brewing and professional brewing are two totally different worlds, right? There's a lot of the same things, but um, what it means to me is it gives me actually a break and I get to just hang out and drink and brew and, and you know, have a good time and go back to kind of those roots um, of home brewing. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. And we just have a good time um, and, and try to come with something creative, different and um, give, yeah. give some beer geeks an opportunity to geek out. And, you know, they, they can it's true. I mean, talk amongst that, themselves. It's yeah, it's no. fun. Um, I think there's two, two type of kind of collaborations that have been going on now. And amongst brewers, that's kind of what you're referring to. And I think that's what Paul's talking about. It, and that's that's the fun part for the brewers. And they get to, you know, put their little brains together or big, whatever. Yeah, either way. Uh, I've, talked media, yeah. I've talked to both. I've talked to both. And have fun with it. And then, you know, now you're starting to see some more like different businesses and stuff want to do a collaboration. I did air quotes right there. Um, with a brewery, so and I, I, I would say that's a different purpose behind that. But um, I think the the ones that we're talking about is brewery with other brewer and uh, see what you can come up with. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we have a couple more coming out pretty soon, which will be fun. Uh, we have one that is going to be called Cubby Gummy. That's awesome. Um, which will be I know you're not a Cub fan. We talked about a, this off <laughs> mic, but <laughs> not a Cub fan, uh, but, but still am, very exciting. I think it's cool. It's very exciting. I think it's exciting uh, for Chicago for us, um, for the Cubs. I th- you know I think it'll be a good. Well, time. not necessarily the Cubs. Not the Cubs. It's not associated with the. So Cubs. you guys, both Sox fans. Yes, which is fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Cub fan. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but. I I'd love to hate you guys, but three, we I don't mean, hate on the Cubs. No, those. we got three owners that are White Sox fans, and I think everybody else here are Cubs oh, cool. fans. So we're yeah, it we're seems good like there because right, that this suburb it just seems to breed that 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 uh, what Cub fan area here. But. Interesting little uh, nugget of information: our one sales rep's father. I don't want to get this wrong. He's the equipment manager for the Cubs, oh, which I think is fantastic. He's but been <laughs> that for a long 20, time, twenty-something years or something like that, or associated with the Cubs. But I mean, I won't, I won't duck us into too much t- too much sports talk. But I was telling you, you know, like not you don't always come across guys that are involved in the sports world. Uh, it, it's basically a time thing, I would think, with brewers. And you may like sports at one point in your life, but now you're just trying to freaking make make ca- uh, ends meet and candles uh, not burn out on you. You get yeah. a lot of beer to get to people and brew and clean and the beer geekery comes out above e- the, the yeah, sports. Yeah, right, right. It's it's uh, it ma- and it makes sense. But hey. Cubs have been pretty good lately, and the White Sox look like they're going to be. Look like they're going to be real good. So I th- yeah, I think they were saying 2019. So and uh, we'll see. And, and <laughs> like I, I was telling Paul before we we turned on the mics, uh, I just did Old Irving Brewing Company, and, and uh, that Nilo Nilo I met during that podcast. He's going to be part of what, what's the what's the place called in on Wrigley? It's it's like actually Ooh, attached. Door. Lucky, Am I wrong? Yeah, Lucky Door. It's not attached. It's, it's that. It's, like it's the building that's within like 15 feet off of the building. Lucky off door. of Wrigley, I should say. And that's where we're going to be able to get Cubby Gummy. That's correct. Yeah. So it's where the it's the, that same building's where like the uh, offices are for right. Cubs exactly. So Theo so, and uh, yeah. Theo and Jed and then we'll be walking yeah. around. That Supposedly area. they go it. down and drink in, at Lucky Door. So we're crossing our uh, fingers. They last summer when I was out there, I saw Jed walked right by all of us to go get Starbucks. Nobody knew who the hell he was until he came back and people were like, "Oh shit, there's Jed." And then <laughs> Theo came out and signed autographs and stuff. But yeah, they seem to be like accessible in that area. So. Lucky Door, how did that, how does that come about? Like, did, did they reach out to you? Hey, will you guys do a beer for for this 
kind no, of. No, we definitely approached them. Um, we knew that they were doing uh, opening last year, uh, and then they're kind of their their theme is that they do collaborations with uh, a bunch of breweries to fill their draft lines. Um, so we, we, we definitely approached them, asked them uh, what kind of opportunities there was maybe yeah. to, for us to do something. Uh, just thought it was a good location, good opportunity. So um, they were really receptive. I mean, the, the gummy brand is, I mean, do you guys, is it weird for you guys? Like, how long ago was the first gummy made? Like, a couple not, years ago? Not, no, or? not that long ago. Is it, is it, it like out of body experience? Cause about a year ago. It, it was almost exactly a year ago, right? Yeah. February was, I think, the first gummy. That does not seem right. That it, feels like they're. It feels like it's been around for a couple of years. Is it weird for you to hear people say, like, the gummy series? To refer to it as, like, a series? It's a thing. It's a I, thing in the beer world. Well, yeah. I mean, but a year ago, or it, maybe it was a little longer than a year, but, um, you know, that's kind of, it, you know, it was. Th- we can make this a series, you know? I mean, we have multiple series. You know, we have our Hot Prism series, um, which has bitterness behind it. Did the um, Prism come first? The Prism did come first. Really? Yeah. The Prism came first. Right. The Prism has more of like a West Coast feel to it. West right? Coast. Yeah. West Coast IPA. Uh, and then nice dank. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's yep. delicious. And then um, we have our Smack series, uh, which oh, is that's our right. You guys always had the, the Smacks. And stuff. the Smacks I mean, have been I've around for a long time. And then the Gummy series kind of. Couple. Uh, we got a couple punks. Yeah. And the Gummy series. The S-Punk. Yeah. S-Punk and M-Punk. And that just. that. Simcoe Mosaic. That's all it stands for. So yeah. um, that's what that's that's what that punk series a nice came from. Red Hoppy Ale is yep. that kind of M Punk, punk is yeah or? Red uh, Mosaic hopped Red Ale and then um, S Punk will be coming soon and that is is Simcoe hopped uh, Session IPA. So, um, but yeah, the Gummy series came from really uh, we um, we were drinking a lot of the East Coast um, styles. And uh, we got a couple bad versions, not from the East Coast. Won't say where they were from. Well, I've heard. So <laughs> we got some. We got some. We we saw some bad bad versions of them, and um, that's really where it came from. You know, I think there's a couple breweries that hate on it, and you know, I don't think there are breweries that hate on the style, um, which it is a style now in our in our eyes, um, and it really just came from. There is actually, you know some technical things that need to be done on with it and uh you know um i think a lot of breweries are realizing that they're it's not so easy to make it's not this uh beer that this unfinished we didn't really want to get all the way through the brewing process uh there's definitely a talent behind making some quality i like that i like that you mentioned that because i've had i've had i think alarmist they were kind of one of the ones they said you know we we didn't want to do it and then we did it and then we found some ones that we really liked, and we're like, "Oh God, I get it now! Like I get it!" Yeah. And and now you learn it's not, I'm too lazy, I'm not cold crashing, like whatever it is, you know that you're that yeah. people are like, "Oh no, you're just doing this, you're not doing that." Well, and and there are some brewers that did some stuff to keep it hazy, um, and, and who knows if it actually happened or whatnot. Just but bags of flour, you know, bags of flour, <laughs> and that's what everyone kind of goes yeah, back you hear all to. These stories, yeah. There's no bags of flour. There's nothing that we're putting into it. Um, there's nothing different. Um, we're just overly dry hopping it, and that's you know there's hop haze and. Um, there's many things, but, you know, I go back to um, a lot of people are like, well, you know, hey, it's hazy and styles shouldn't be that way. And, you know, what about German Hefeweizens and Wits? And, you know, there's plenty of styles out there that are meant to be hazy. Been done before. You know, we're buying wheat um, specifically that is unmalted. And, you know, when you're buying that, it is 
to be left hazy, you know, and, and, and it's kind of one of those things like there's definitely styles. And, and I, I think sooner than later, this will actually become a, uh, a style um, by the BJC. Like a recognized, yep. right. Yeah. right. Or maybe it's already happening. Who knows? You know, I, I remember a lot of people are saying, well, it's a fad. So we'll see when this goes away. But. Um, I think quickly you're realizing it's not. It's not it's a maybe fad. because I like it so much, but it, may, <laughs> well, it might be. It might. I don't think it's. A, you know, the I, reason I believe is. I style. think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's a fad though because you get the uh, maybe not every day craft nerd um, drinker, if you will, come through and and they say they don't like IPAs and and really that biggest reason is bitterness. Yep. Uh, I mean, bitterness is actually a flavor profile that most individuals would identify as bad. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if you're talking about coffee or food, you know, ingredients in food. It's it's something that tends to get a negative connotation when you say this is bitter. Right. right? So you have now uh, a, an IPA, a style of an IPA with a massive amount of hops, but not so bitter. Mm-hmm. Gives them that citrus and the, and the tropical profiles that sometimes you like in those IPAs, but takes away that dank that you get in the West Coast maybe and... and I think uh, one of the people I talked to called it like a great uniter. Uh, I think it was uh, David Files in Batavia for Energy City Brewing. He mentioned it's kind of a, a craft beer nerd uniter. It kind of gives you that. Eh, I've got a, a good friend of mine I hadn't talked to in a long time. He, he from high school and he lives in in cities. A financial manager, insurance, something real estate he does, but successful guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. lives in like the Michigan Avenue area and he's got into craft beer. He loves big stouts and stuff. Hate IPAs. So called him and I said, hey, all right, there's a plane. Noon Whistle, St. Arant, uh, Microphone. Like if you find these beers at your local like Lincoln Park Binnies, grab one. In love now. He's obsessed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's he, he's finding them all. He's getting the gummies. He's getting the Mars's new releases, all that. Yeah, so, so you, have an, you have an IPA now that the IPA lovers can like and the non-IPA, you know, you, you're getting the best of both worlds. No, in the tap room, we, you know, people come in all the time. I, I don't I want anything. I don't like IPAs. And it's like, here, just try it. Give it a, give it. And like you said, it's like, what is this? You know, it's, and people always, I hate, I hate, I can say that. I hate it. Uh, when people say I don't like hops, well, there's hops in everything. Pretty much 99% of beers, and you know it's it's kind of like well, you might not like bitterness, um, you know, and sometimes it's more of an educational and that and that actually that kind of brings us into why our brewery is so close to that because we originally opened up and kind of one of those things we said was, you know, people need to be educated, and that's why we wanted everything so close to the public. So they can sit and ask questions and, you know, talk to us about things and, and we can we could talk back to them and say, this is this. And, and, and because it, a lot of it is educational, people, you know, there are a lot of these st- people don't want to learn about styles. They don't want to learn about it. They just want to drink it, which right. Great. Thank you. Right on, you know? brother. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, that's kind of one of those things we, we just wanted them. You know, we wanted to kind of educate people because that's what we need to do to to some people because they need they need you know we don't you know not talking down to them but just educate them and this is what it is if you like it you like it if you don't you don't i can't tell you what you taste and you can't tell me what i taste right it's hard to break down the whole process for i mean i've heard brewers call, uh, talk about brewing is the most simple thing in the world and i have talked to brewers that make brewing the hardest thing in the world you know that just you can look at it any way it's hard for you to sit down and talk to them about how you're steeping these grains and getting the sugars out of them and do it you know uh, and you can explain to it it's hard to explain to them like well I, I don't have the hops until this point and that's why you're getting the aromas rather than the than the oil bitterness that you get off if i put them in the boil like you know 
and, and sometimes people don't want to hear it. Um, so I find myself sometimes going, oh, wait a minute here. Okay. It's just, it's this, it's basic. And, and this is what it is. Um, and Did you call for like room service or something? Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. This is Jess, our How did this Hi, manager. Jess. Jess showed up Jess with is beer. in here all the time. She's always crushing it in here when I'm in here. <laughs> with, with gummy banter, so. Gummy banter. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites. Awesome. I didn't own by the can colors. I'm like, that's the blue can one. That's the, <laughs> the baby blue can one. So, yeah, the, uh, I mean, it, I hate to, uh, I hate to make this about me, but, um, <laughs> My my initial experience <laughs> with a New England or a Northeastern or a hazy IPA was Noon Whistle. And when you first started doing it, it might have been Jive Gummy. It might have been like, uh, what did you say that you thought the first one was? Uh, funny, funny Gummy. gummy yeah. that, it was probably Funny Gummy, you know. I just happened to be in here. I was mad that you didn't have Rubik's on. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'll try this silly gummy thing. And I was like, what is this style of beer? <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting all the stuff I like and a little orange juice on the side. And, it's, and there's not really much bitter. Uh, man, how can you go wrong with a style like this? So that kind of springboarded me into where I'm at even now, almost you know, a year and a half later, where I'm seeking out every, everyone's New England or hazy. No, Funny Gummy was, uh, it was a tough one for us, too, because we made that beer. And it was, I think, a little over 10 pounds per barrel. Um, just to put that in comparison, a normal IPA is probably closer to two to three pounds. Talking about hot pounds, hot pounds, right. hot yeah. pounds per barrel. Yeah. Um, so we were at what kind of hops three to four no, times. Really it was a little bit of everything. Oh, you just I think it was mosaic, citrus. What did we have in the back? <laughs> yes, kind yeah. of. <laughs> but it was it, we completely. It wasn't just dry. Like it was completely overdone. Um, but turned out great. Still, uh, it was just. Com- well, quickly, we w- quickly realized if we kept brewing it that way, we would not make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, exactly. That's what I'm starting to hear more of. That story exactly. is like the the bang for your buck that you're getting yeah, as a right. consumer buying a, a you know a, a really well hopped and delicious uh, New England or Northeastern whatever you want to call it style IPA. Really, you don't realize it's it's like, interesting yeah, how so much the 15, uh, hop farmers bucks. are starting to actually talk to us <laughs> since we've been making these. Yeah, no, it they're oh, I bet you guys are the prettiest girl at the dance now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of hops uh and it's it's one of those things where uh you know the they are more expensive um but um the hop profile that that goes into them is is uh it's there's a lot. There's you know when you're putting, you know, 3 4 times the the, the poundage that go into a regular IPA, it 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 adds up pretty fast. So um but you get the flavor profile that you like, and and uh, it's worth it. It's it's well yeah. worth it. You like, and everyone else likes. People can say whatever the hell they want about this style. They they love it. They don't. <laughs> they can they can post all the Facebook messages they want about. Can we stop this trend? They love it. More, more and more people are converting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And everybody's waiting for like that crash where everybody goes. Nah. I mean, you may wean off a little bit, but yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't think this is going away anytime soon. You're gonna have to have one of these on your lines uh, eventually. But, uh, you know, that's I've heard that from a lot of people uh, that say, you know, there's two kinds of breweries. There's ones that brew in hazy IPAs and ones that are going to be brewing hazy IPAs. <laughs> it's pretty close. So so in this vein that we're talking about, and you you, you touched on it before, the, uh, the other type of collaboration, one of my favorite and close local spots is Iron and Glass. And you guys, you guys did a hell of a job with that beer. Uh, Gummy Buddy. Gummy Buddy. Was a huge hit, and especially in that area and that, that, that – uh, ecosphere of of iron and glass like it's 
It's a, there were a lot of regulars there. So there, it was the first gummy only one so far that uh, we used lactose. Yeah. So that was kind of a new thing for us. In in the Belma hop, the Belma hop was fun. I was yeah. digging that. That's just di- it's just different. It's just not in all of these. Yeah, no, they gave us it was a, that was actually their choice. So yeah, um, Colt, Colt and Eric are good dudes. I mean, and Colt, Colt, yeah. as far as I know, pretty pretty decently versed in yeah. in, in the finer sides of beer. Yeah, I think they gave us three hops that we wanted, and I, three hops that they would like to or see. They would yeah, like and to see. We were going to see if we could get one, at least one for sure. We guaranteed, and then could we get you know two or three? We'll go. We'll go from there. Yeah, they were. I remember I was in there when they found out that they were going to get the Belma hop because they weren't sure that they were going to get the Belma hop, and they were thrilled, yeah. and couldn't have been more complimentary of the way you guys handled everything. They were just really pumped when that beer came in. I was there at eight o'clock in the morning when they did the release. Awesome. I, Thank you. I sat there and, and drank Gummy Buddy and bought cans, and it, 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 you know it was great. It was a great day. We had some '90s gangster rap on, and uh, <laughs> sitting there at eight a.m. drinking. My kids would be proud. <laughs> It, it went over really well. Yeah, we were excited about it. Um, I know they they were excited as well. So that's that's what you want when you do a collaboration like that. I mean, what goes into a collaboration like that? We talked about the brewer on brewer type stuff, but like, how does that how does that does somebody come to you? Do you guys say you know? I know it was their anniversary, so maybe they reached out and they yeah they actually reached out to us. I mean, we we were you know pop- makes sense. We yeah. were popping in there, um, uh, them being a, you know a customer and buying product from us, but through our just conversation um they had an anniversary coming up and just threw out there that would we have any interest in brewing a beer specifically for their anniversary and they would come and like what they'd like to come and they did uh, help brew it and put it together you know um and uh yeah we as long as we can find a spot in you know the brew schedule which is becoming more and more of a challenge for paul um we're pretty open to those type of things Okay, I'm just I'm just asking because I'm just waiting for the, when we do the average Joe's uh, gummy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> I know you guys already agree to that, but anyways, no. What I was what I was talking about though with there with that Belma hop and, and the way you guys did that that one specifically, it it kind of tied into um, the other part of that conversation we were just having about the hazies and double dry hopped all that. Um, for me, I've I've always been drinking these for the last year or so year and a half and and i find myself going like yeah i love this the style i love the orange juice i love the big juice bomb beer but like how can you incorporate that little bit of the west coast in there you know and and that belma hop or maybe it wasn't the belma hop i mean you you as from a brewer could tell me why but i felt like i got a little bit more of a bitter edge on that one which i enjoyed a lot i feel like a lot of people say that about your gummy beers paul yeah so i so I still like bitterness. Um, right. I d- so there is some bitterness. Banter, um, good example yeah, of that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's um, more bitter than squishy or maybe yeah, even vortex. It, it is, absolutely. It, it definitely is. Um, that actually comes from um, some of the particular hops that are used in it as well. So that is in my control to a certain extent. Um, but it's kind of the hops that are dry hopped with it. Um, so bittering hops, uh, they're barely used, um, but there are some bittering hops. And I do that on purpose as well because... I still um, think that some of the bitterness needs to be there to hold up to the beer. Uh, I'm balance. Not bi- I'm not, balance. Yeah, yeah I mean, balance, I, I think, think, still needs to be there. Was it Josh Noel, I think, that said he likes to have a beer that has a beginning, middle, and end? I thought that was yeah. a really cool, yeah. I, think I don't know if that's a quote, that. but it was a really cool thing that he, he yeah. said and I heard, and I, I, I believe that. Every beer, a good beer will have that. Should have yeah. a story. I've heard people say, I heard people describe like a tree house like that or like a trillium or something. You know, I've heard that description. This beer had a beginning, a middle, and an end. No, and, and it, it it stands up, um, you know, cloyingly sweet. 
is I think one of those when you talk about a beer that's cloyingly sweet, I don't think there's an end to it. It doesn't finish on your palate. Um, so I actually do like some of the bitterness. You're right, so, like the squishy. Um, I think is definitely more orange juicy, um, and you know it's kind of one of those things where I still add the bitterness to it. Um, it just doesn't come through as much when you're dry hopping. So you're still going to get some of that bitterness. You're, you know, you're drop, you know, the alpha acids, the the beta. Uh, you're gonna, you're still going to get some of the bitterness by just dry hopping. Um, so it, it comes from a little bit of both. Um, but I, I actually really like it. Uh, you know, I think um, one of my overly, overly hopped beers. Um, one of my first ones, it wasn't even called a West, or it wasn't even called a New England style at the time. It might have been, but you, I you think you don't call these New Englands. You call them Northeast. Northeast, yeah, them, yeah. Okay. yeah. Not because um, who know? No, I don't think anybody really knows where they came from. It's this brewery started it. No, that brewery started it. There's probably actually a true story behind it, just not 100 yeah. percent sure what it is. But the first overly hopped beer that I had was a thousand IBUs by McKellar. A thousand. Was that the name of the beer? That, that was the I've name never, of the I've never, beer. I've never seen that. It one, was. But. It had like. It was a long time ago. This was probably seven, eight years ago, and it had a nice white wrapping around it. Never had a thousand IBU beer. You can't taste more than eighty IBUs in any beer. That's what I hear. Um, but it was like this, and it was. It knocked my. You know, it. It was like, what is this? You know, and and it was. I mean, it was amazing at the time, and I, you know, I. It was hazy. It was, you know, because they naturally become hazy with the amount of hops that you're putting in it. And that's, that was, you know, it, it, that knocked my world. It knocked your world. Rocked, 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 it, rocked it. It knocked his head around. It knocked it, around. rocked it, whatever yeah. you want to say. He was so excited he couldn't even figure out the phrase he wanted it was, to use. It was amazing. And that's the beer geek coming yeah, out. I think, yes. I think every beer Seriously, geek has you black a... out and you're like, I, don't, I, think, I think I'm using words. I think every beer geek has a beer, though, that's like, this is the beer that changed my world, right? I think everyone has that beer. I always ask that, too, with people. It's like your gateway beers, I guess. Like like the gateway beer, like for me, it was probably like Spotted Cow and, and yeah. you know, the, some of the basics. A lot of people say Sierra Nevada, you know. That was mine, Ale. for yeah. sure, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of really good brewers, so <laughs> good. you're in good company. <laughs> no, I think I think people go on a beer journey, right? So I think everyone has their own beer journey. Um, so there's the gateway beer, whatever it be. It could be anything. You st- kind of start there. And then um, I think a lot of people, you know, everyone has their own path. Um, but everyone kind of starts out, you know, if you like hoppy or sour and then you kind of, okay, now I actually like sours. And, you know, we hear that from people all the time. Like, I, did, I don't like sours. Well, and then all of a sudden it's a year later and it's like, I like sours now. You know, Bro, so I think not enough people make sours. <laughs> I think everyone goes on their own journey. Right. And it's I'm into barley wines now. I'm into IPAs. I'm into New England. I'm into I'm into this. I'm into that. And it. It's fun. I haven't know? reached my barley wine stage yet. I found a couple that I like, but I just—it's eh, a bad stage. Don't yet. get there. I, I was in a barley wine stage for a while. Don't get there. Yeah, it's—it's it's a bad stage. I, uh, the, the, those guys we talked about uh, tomorrow. Will County's opening up. Uh, His—he told me in, on the podcast his favorite beer was uh, Barrel Aged Behemoth from Three Floyds. So I—I I was able to uh, procure a bottle for for him. So I'm going to present that to them tomorrow morning when they open the doors. Nice. I, pr- <laughs> Very I appreciate cool. them doing the podcast. You what know, time? They open thing. at noon? I think, I think so. they open at noon, yeah. Yep. I might go there. Yeah, I might see you there then, hopefully. But I told him, I was like, you get these doors open. There's a bottle of barrel-aged, uh, <laughs> Willet, I think it was a Willet Behemoth, uh, waiting for you. So, yeah, But barley wine is just not something I've gotten into yet. But 
I feel you're not from you're not there yet in your journey, right? <laughs> like I just started homebrewing a little bit. My father-in-law has been doing it for years, and people are gonna be like, "God, you always talk about that." Like, <laughs> but seriously, it's been it's been cool. You know, the last two months I've done like three batches of beer from none. You know, from never doing it before, and you start to get that itch. But then you you realize that perspective of like the way we're talking about the craft beer journey. Some people have that where they, you get into craft beer a little bit and then you start homebrewing early. And then, you know, you said 10, 11 years ago, you know, you were doing this. So your journey's crazy. Whereas mine was like, oh, I had the, I had Nuglaris. And then, oh, well, somebody gave me the Lagunitas. Like, oh, it's a little bitter. And then you're like, hmm, this is kind of what I like now. And then and then it was, oh, I had a gumball head. And now I had a zombie dust. And now I'm at Three Floyds every fucking weekend trying to get a yep. case of zombie dust when they have it. And, you know, and then you kind of come out of it. And then you find that now, now I feel like a lot of guys like me, you know, I'm lower to mid-30s. You're, you're looking, you're, you're looking hyper-local. Mm. For me, Noon Whistle was like my first uh, with Hailstorm, like hyper-local, close within so much, so many miles of my work or my, uh, my, uh, my home and, I'm finding all these great beers there. Now I feel like hyper local is going, and now they're also starting to get these styles that you can only get on the East Coast. So that's kind of what Noon Whistle started for me. We made your story right. awesome. Right, you made my story possible. I didn't mean to give an awkward pause here and throw too many, <laughs> throw too much love at your way. But <laughs> thank but, you. But the gummy series and well, Rubik's really started it. And I was like, what is this? Seven point two double IPA. That Still was, remember that beer. That was one of the first bigger beers we made wasn't it yeah so one little bit of information about noon whistle is we didn't make an we didn't make an ipa for a year we waited at least a year we we, it was our one-year anniversary beer was an ipa and i think that beer was rubik's well we say ipa we uh, we made a session we made a session ipa we Uh, didn't yeah we didn't brew anything really above five percent i feel like when i first discovered you guys that was like a piece of your website was like they, they were the story behind it was like the noon beer, like the right. uh, the lunch beer, basically like yeah, something we, at a lower ABV. You know, we were going to be extremely sessionable. Mm-hmm. We were, we still are were, to a certain degree. Still, yeah, right, right. Um, but we definitely. I just had peel. I just had peel. Yeah, there you it go. It was it was phenomenal and sessionable. Yeah, I mean, most of our packaged products on the shelves, besides the gummies, the smacks, is uh, is all that five percent, a little bit less range, but. Yeah, we we definitely the first year were pushing hard to try to stay five percent or less, and um, you know as our journey as a brewer <laughs> was taking place, uh, we just realized that there are some other things that we wanted to do, and uh, here we are. Well, the thought process eight point two percent gummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right, when gummy apocalypse <laughs> hit, I was like, "What the hell's going on over there?" Um, and and I, I told this story off mic a couple times, but I met Paul head brewer here at Noon Whistle at uh, Workforce's two-year anniversary party. Uh, he just happened to be drinking a uh, collaboration that they did, call it, right? It was a collab, yep. the lovable stuffed animals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, and, and I just happened to see the redness in his glass and said, you know, what is that? What, what are you drinking? They had a huge tap menu that day. I wanted to you know, see what he, what he had. It looked like a sour that my dear wife would enjoy, so I thought, well, let's find out what this is. Maybe I can get a growler or something of it. And, um, you know, he, he suggested a couple other sours when I kind of went into that thought process. And, and I said, oh, you've had all these. Well, I brewed a lot of them. So <laughs> I find out, oh, I'm sitting here talking to a, the brewer of the place that I like to hang out at. So it was kind of a, a cool story of the way that I met you. But then another another uh, memorable noon whistle moment for me is me and my coworker came here at noon one day. You were transferring Imperial Bernie maybe a year ago into barrels 
and we were sitting at the bar and it was like two or three of us in here at the time at noon or something and and Brent was working the bar, I think, and we were talking to him, and you just slapped a couple of taster glasses down, and you're like, here, it's not carbonated, and it's, not, but it's right out of the barrels and yeah, sold. That, that's the nice thing about coming at noon is that every once in a while, whatever we're transferring or whatever we're doing, I'll try to bring up there and, and, and give it to people. Um, it is kind of difficult sometimes because, you know, like I told you, is that it's not carbonated, so it definitely tastes Don't different. Don't go on untapped and give me a three. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes exactly. different. Um, you know, carbonation completely changes a beer. So sometimes it is pretty difficult to go and sample out some beers before. Um, you know, and we're just giving out little samplers, but um, it definitely will transform as we as we carbonate it. Well, that Bernie sample that you handed me changed my perspective on your guys's dark beers in general. I mean, I know I hate to say dark beer. Like, dark beer can mean so many different things, but your stouts, I mean... I would come in here and get Cosmo or Rubik's and then the gummy series that came out. I would just kind of, you know, I wouldn't think, or the sours. I like the face smack stuff, but, you know, once I had that Bernie, that Imperial Bernie, uncarbonated, like, as long as you educate what you did, you told us what we were about to have. This isn't the final product. Like, this is just kind of like, you know, get a get a flavor for it. And it was kind of changed my perspective, and I started coming in here more often and wanting to get stouts. I mean, it's, it's weird how little experience like that can change a beer geek's uh, outlook on a, on a place when he walks through the door it's kind of a nice it's almost like outreach huh <laughs> education yeah, yeah. Paul, paul's smiling he because far too too often probably for maybe on my side of the fence uh he is openly having conversations with people because that means he's not getting much work done but uh but that's why we did it as he said earlier it was so people could sit there and yell at him and he would yell back and and it's made it a cool little experience, and we always laugh too. You gotta go, you gotta go to the bathroom here at Noon Whistle. It's a self-guided tour to Damn the bathrooms, <laughs> but uh, but it, it makes you a part of it, right? We want people to feel feel like they're a part of something when they're sitting here having a beer with us. You can tell your guys' success over the last few years just based on the the wear on those yellow lines that keep you guided right to the bathroom. They used to be bright yellow, and you could see exactly now, and now they're worn, and there's scuff marks all over and them. half covered with stuff now. And, yeah, there's yeah. stuff covering them. Yeah, it's starting to get dangerous. I remember <laughs> when you guys got the canning line in, I was like, geez, where are they going to put this thing? It's like a yeah. wood crate, you know, with a big goose on it. I'm like, where are they going to put this thing? We found a spot. Uh, we, I think, hopefully we can find another spot for one more barrel, or one more tank. I think we need one more. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll find we'll find the space. Oh, you're damn right, you all. Yeah, I mean well, that's kind of another thing. Like, what what's the future? What's going on? What, are you guys just kind of like status quo? We're getting beer out, or you, you guys have big plans? Uh, Always moving forward. He's gonna point at me. He's pointing at the um, business guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, moving forward. You know, plan business has been good thanks to the beer drinkers out there. Um, but uh, the whirly ball that we're so identified with. Uh, is uh, I believe going to be relocating, so there's some talk there, um, and uh, amongst that, um, you know, based just off of our the market that we actually put our product in is is pretty small, um, Chicagoland, but it's it's relatively small, um, and in order for us to continue to grow that uh, production, will have to increase one way or the other. So we're looking at all options. Let's put it that way. It's a thirsty market. It's yeah, a really thirsty market. I I would say that there would be definitely this come to 2019 there'll be something happening of some yeah. sort. It's all right. We'll be patient through 2018. Paul can just keep making awesome beers. <laughs> He'll for keep us. running into the walls here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a. How do you deal with that? It's horrible. What's uh, the logistics <laughs> like here day to day? 
I spend about two hours every day moving stuff to get to this, to move to that. Um, it's kind of like a really advanced Tetris type thing. Where I, I'm fantastic at Tetris right now. Um, no, it's one of those things where uh, we we know knew what we were getting into. Um, we built uh, you know we built up a lot faster into the current space that we're at, and uh, we just have to deal with it. You know, we have a storage container out back. Um, we might be getting another one um, to keep our cans and everything else that's uh, coming uh, more and more. And uh, you know, it's um, stacked high, and we we just tr- you know, like I said, we we put it in order that we're going to make it and then we peel it out and order more and move stuff around on a constant basis. That's what I complain about every day. There's there's a Who lot are of you p- complaining to yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't lie. There's some claim complaining coming my direction. Yeah. No, but I, I, co- I complain right back. So it happens when you're the middle guy. You're yeah. like, I have a little beer, a little business in me. Well, you there, get the complaints. There's definitely uh, some strategy behind what we have to do. And, uh, you know, we don't have much room for, for product anymore. So as it's coming out, it has to, out of the tanks, I should say, and in, in, in cans, it has to go out the back door. Um, so uh, timing is key with everything now. So there's there's a lot of communication going on. Well, that's got to tie in a lot to to the style that we've been talking about, the Northeast style. I mean, it's not a beer you want to. You're not going to age it. So, so that's does that play into it when you're brewing that specific style of beer in bulk, like you are with Vortex and you know yeah, squishy so, and that. Um, like today, we can uh, we can. Uh, of gummy vortex um, and it the distributor came and picked it up they actually waited for it um, until it was finished what happened on the can you talked to me a little bit about this before what happened with the canning the canning line just uh, wasn't cooperating as much kind of (laughs) with a lot of moving pieces grease with a lot of with a lot of moving parts uh, it's kind of what happens canning line um, it just needed a little grease, actually, and it was was not to make it go faster to slow slow it down. down It needed lube to slow down. Right? Interesting That's enough. Really right. It's right. really hard for people to wrap their head around that. But it needed lube to slow down. It was punching the can into the seamer, um, and it was punching it too fast and tipping it over. So um, it's seamer, right? Seamer. Seamer. Yeah. Started to get a little sexual, but go ahead. Seamer, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was not seaming properly, um, so we need to uh, watch that. So... Um, in the middle of brewing, uh, I was brewing. Um, I was told that this was happening, so we had to kind of slow it down a little bit, stop it, and uh, the distributor had to wait for the pickup. But that's kind of the unfortunate that things that we have ha- that happen with having super fresh product. And say we we often have if it's a day, maybe two that product sits here. Um, otherwise, very often the distributor will wait twenty minutes for us to finish up packaging. Before it goes out the they're door. They're not crying about it. They're fine. No, what, but what I'm, are they I'm doing while they're I waiting? I think what I'm doing is bragging a little bit that folks are getting really fresh product out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's nothing better than, I mean, it started for me with Three Floyds. It's like, there's nothing better than getting a bottle dated, you know, zombie dust uh, the day that you show up there in Indiana to get it. And there's nothing better, like I, I was telling you guys before we started, that I walked into my local liquor store to get something else. And I knew that you guys, I'm like, I'm going to go Thursday to Gummy Vortex is coming out. Wednesday night, I'm in my liquor store, and there's Gummy Vortex cans sitting there. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? (laughs) And you must have probably canned it days, two days before, a day of. Who knows knows when your distributor got their hands on and got it out. Well, so with our gummies, um, well, with with other products as well, um, you know, our canning line only runs so fast. So if we're running... X amount of cases, it's going to take us, you know, 
X amount of days. X amount of days. <laughs> so, and plus we only have, we can run it, dr- you know, a tank dry. And then that's kind of what happened today. So we'll, we ran a, we, we ran a, uh, um, a tank dry. And then we were, we were just going to run the other tank uh, or another bright tank um, on Monday. So it depends. So it's, it's the same 60 barrel batch that we brewed originally. Um, and then we put it into two bright tanks. For those of you that don't know what a bright tank is, it's a tank that we finish and carbonate the beers with. Really uh, brightens it up. Real <laughs> brightens it up. Clarifies it. Sometimes no. smaller and more stubby. Yeah, they are. They are this stubby. Yeah. They don't have the cone. They're not um, conical underneath. They are not conical. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we push the sixty barrel into the two thirties, and you know that's why we have multiple days, and and we we, you know, we can run them, but you know, once again. Some of our employees have families and and homes and fire them. <laughs> <laughs> we can only get it's so much about done the beer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we, the, for that, your story about getting product before we released it, um, we were we knew that we had X number of days to get it done. So we started early in the week, and uh, because we don't have any space, we said distributors, if you would like to grab this prior to us even releasing it, feel free because we have nowhere to put it. Uh, and that's how that took place. And then they got it, and they got it out in the market, you know, rightfully so. Nice little bonus for me. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're good with it. <laughs> so look for it at your local liquor store. Yeah. Gummy Vortex. Gummy Vortex is out there. <laughs> Don't worry, this will be turned around quite fast. But um, that leads us into another thing I wanted to bring up. And uh, in, in there's, I mean, I feel like you guys are going to be afraid of this, like it'll be boring or something. But something super interesting, and and I'm talking about asking other beer geeks and beer lovers about this. They find it interesting, too. What? How the hell did you guys get involved with this 360 can lid thing? I'm seeing articles written about it. You guys are like a forefront of pushing legislation. We were drinking beer. World changers. <laughs> That's what you guys are. You're being modest right now. Uh, we like drank it. beer. We were drinking beer and we liked it. Um, Washington. I'm trying to remember where we're at. Minnesota. No, I think, no not Minnesota. No, it was um, uh, White House. I'm making these. Up. <laughs> no, it was the uh, the it was CBC. But where were Craft Brewers Conference in Washington? But the first. It was just. It was in Washington. It was in Washington, Oregon, Washington. It was the first Washington. I'm pretty sure. We're sort of making that up, but it was at a Craft Brewers Conference. And um, there, they w- one of the events had multiple brewers from across the country. That this particular brewery had a 360 top can, and we were drinking out. We're like, "What? Look at this! This is pretty cool. Like, it's like a cup." And we're like, "Why? Why isn't anybody doing this in Illinois? And you know, why does nobody talk about this, etc.?" Um, and we were like, "Well, you know, you're always looking for a different advantage or just something unique for your brewery with with more and more of us opening." Um, so we were like, hey, we should do this. Be great idea. Um, but we thought somebody else had to think, think of this prior to us. So we, we did some research. And well, at first, we, everybody was coming back saying, I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't do it. Go ahead and start buying cans and, or, or lids for that matter. Um, and it was on like the 11th hour before we were going to order uh, cans and, and lids, new lids and a seamer and all that. Um, the EPA folks got back to us letting us know in the state of illinois this was illegal it was it was uh the the completely removable lid was uh, a ban back in the 80s and it wasn't anything to do with the alcohol laws or anything it was actually an environmental uh issue so uh for a short period of time it died and we were like well shoot that was a great idea we'll just continue drinking beer out of the little hole in the can 
Um, and then we were uh, discussing it, and uh, one of our uh, state representatives, uh, Peter Breen, um, I, I, I would have to actually ask him again how he caught wind of what we were trying to do, but he was willing to uh, help us out. And it, you know, gained gained legs, got life again, and next thing you know, we were downstate uh, with our state representative and senator, and we were changing legislation in the state of Illinois. We had to wear suits. We put suits on. Wait, you guys all wore suits? Really? Just us two, but yes, Just really? suits were worn. <laughs> so, what was your role? What was your role in it? So we we put together the. Do we have transcripts or audio from this? Maybe some video. I'm sure they do. It's public. We had to go do a hearing. Uh, I guess that's what it would be called. Um, and state our case. Just and picturing Paul walking up to that. I like beer. Yeah, <laughs> we we were known as the big hole in my can. What are we known as? The beer guys? The two guys with a beer can? Because we were cruising around with a yeah, beer can and yeah. trying to show all the <laughs> the senators <laughs> and. We talked to a lot of people that day. A lot of restraining orders filed that yeah. day. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Uh, but it was good. Our, the Illinois uh, Brewer Guild, Brewers Guild um, got involved at that point when we went downstate. They really helped us out. Uh, Danielle, she had a lot of experience down there. So, uh, And here you have it. We have 360 cans. Why doesn't anybody else have them yet? Great question. Like who's who's jumping on the bandwagon next? You haven't I talked to any other brewers? They're like, we're getting those yeah. next. You, well, you know, it. there's only is it more what, 13 other states. Is it, like, is, is it more expensive to do that? Like? Well, there's 13 states that will allow this top now. And um, so really it's an advantage for small craft brewers. Um, so pe- folks that brew like just in this, you know, only distribute in the state of Illinois, that maybe it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you start going outside of the state and they, you know, you run into a state that doesn't allow it. it you, then you, you got to change your packaging. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's why a lot of you know, bigger brewers for sure are not doing it just because they're not going to change your packaging. But very big eyes for the for the other states, huh? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are only in Illinois right now, or you you guys you're outside of Illinois states allow it? Only in Illinois. You guys only are only in Illinois. Right now. Yeah. No, we, we do you like have plans for outside <laughs> Illinois. You're looking at me. I would like, I would love to say like, yes. Don't go there. Uh, yeah. No, I'd love to say yes. We can't. We are that would the first a little bit earlier you asked a question about the you know big things for us to come. I mean. We have to get. We have to grow. We have to be able to make more uh, product before we can uh, go into another state. At this point, we I can't even get to Rockford right yeah, now. Yeah, because Paul, say, Jesus. He's been talking to me more. about going to Rockford for a year now, and I'm like, well, uh, um, we just released a brand new beer yesterday um, called Fuzzy Smack. Uh, it's a peach Berliner, um, and. Mike's already yelling at me to make more, and I just made it. Well, the dis- all the distributors haven't even picked it up yet. But so why are you yelling at him to make more? Because we need it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. If I you haven't tried it, it you I need to try, try it. it. I, I didn't try it. I tried the other one. What, yeah. was, what was the other one? I, oh, I had the peel. Peel. I didn't yeah. try the smack. I didn't try that uh, peach smack. Yeah, fuzzy smack. Fuzzy smack. I uh, like it. It's gonna like be our it. new new year round. Um, Berliner. Oh, base. it's gonna be a year round. Okay. But yes, no, it's uh, we're getting some really good um, reception out there of people interested. So, so how often do you beat Mike? Do you just, or I'm sorry, Mike DePaul? To, oh my to make to, Yeah, I just mix you guys up. Sorry, I'm looking at Mike daily. He just, yeah, just have to kind of like just keep Every him in day. line. It's, it's a, it's a constant <laughs> battle. <laughs> Every day, make more beer. Paul, blink twice if he's nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> Did I oh, blink he's twice? Not at all. <laughs> His eyes were wide open. No, I mean there are definitely limitations that we have, and we know that. And we're trying to come up with a solution, and hopefully we'll um, have a solution here within the next year or two, so we can produce some more beer for our 
friendly folks that drink our beer. <laughs> friendly <laughs> folks that drink our beer. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We're can adding as many tanks as we can, as quickly as we can. All right, let's 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 talk corny stuff. Cool. Why, where did Bob Ross come from? Where did the Bob Ross come from? So the Bob Ross story comes from, uh, that was our first barrel-aged beer, and everyone would ask me, so there's mul- yeah. So there's multiple things. So, uh, but people would always ask me, what, "What's in there? What is, how, what is it going to be?" And I would tell people, "I don't know. Bob Ross made it." And it's it's you know I any I, reasoning behind that? Yeah, because I used to watch Bob Ross as a kid, and it was kind of one of those things where he would be painting and doing all these crazy things, and you know, like all of a sudden it would be a beautiful picture, right? Well, I really don't have anything to do with the making of the beer, right? So I don't even make beer. I make wort. Um, the yeast makes the beer. Um, I love I, that. I, I love that mentality. I don't make beer. Um, the yeast, actually, I just make wort, give the best possible situation for the yeast to do their business. They do their business. And then same thing with the barrels. I put it in there. I don't make it. You're not um, the uh, seller master, yeah, Paul. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I put it in there. I make sure that it's in the right I environment. put a tube in again. the bunghole, yeah. and then the bunghole, and then it's, <laughs> and, it's all... And that's it. And from, from there, there, Bob Ross does the rest. Bob so Ross it's, kind, it's rest. kind of one of those things, you know, it's it's a good beer going in. Um, and mm. then from there, it's... I don't know what happens in there. Happy no little trees. Really just the na- yeah, happy little yeah. trees. Happy hey, little shout trees. out to Transient. Transient has a is an IPA yeah. called uh, Happy Little Trees, and it's fantastic. Um, to truly let you know that this podcast is fully off the cuff, I'm going to ask you right now. I was standing here while you guys were setting up our table to talk back here, and I see a keg right over here, and it says Vortex Yeasty. Yeah, what so, does that mean? <laughs> so when we're emptying out the bright tank, the shorter, stumpier ones, uh, usually our first or our last are yeasty um, because Makes sense. it's how the you know how it tumbles down into the bright tank, kind of. So we normally don't serve those or try it's not bad to it serve those. It doesn't have a conical bottom to it. No, we could we. <laughs> That you might have something there. So what? What? Why the yeasty? Why, like, what? What does the yeasty flavor bring? Like, what, yeah. what, what? it just tells us not to serve it. Okay. So that just that Who just tells you tell you not. So it just doesn't taste good. It's like an off flavor type of thing. Or? No, it's just gonna be. So you're talking cloudy. That's gonna be super cloudy. So it'll be. It's almost. Uh, it's undrinkable. There's so a little so bit a different profile to it for yeah. sure. Yeah, you don't wanna. So when you when you were like kind of uh, starting to make these gummy series and that and, and looking at this this northeast style, were you kind of did you have like a checklist in mind while you're brewing it? Like I want I want the final product to be this this and this. Like were you like rank one? I want mouthfeel to be most important. I want uh, flavor to be most important. I want the citrus note to be most important. I want the lack of bitterness to be most important. It, or would you just like that let's, sounds let's go. great? Let's just try it. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's see what happens. That I'm going to put some great. oats and wheat he, in this shit should, and see what happens. You should hear how he, he, when he makes a new uh, brew, if you will, you should hear how it uh, comes together. Paul, it's, what's this going to be like? It's He's like, all ah, up in here. Don't, no, wor- don't worry about it. It's going to be good. Well, Dude, what are we going for up. here? Don't worry about do it. it. We're going to do it. It's fine. There is a checklist probably going on in my head. Um, I tend to brew what I like. So um, I think a lot of brewers do that. Yeah, screw the people that buy it. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, to a certain extent. That's where, that's where I'm kidding. No, that's where I come in. I, I go, wait, love you guys. hold on. Some people wanted to drink this, so we need to make more of it. You don't like what Paul likes, and go f- no. for example. <laughs> wait, we got a good couple examples of this. Uh, cucumber saison. Yeah. So the the running joke here is that it's uh, a great idea. Guys. Is that I ask Mike, I ask Mike what he likes or what he doesn't like, uh-huh. and then I make it. Yeah. So there's been a lot True of story. beers that. Uh, that have had adjuncts in it uh, that Mike doesn't like. So cucumber saison um, was one of the beers. Hate uh, cucumbers. Hate cucumbers. Cucumber. <laughs> Same way. Um, mint. Mint. We had a. We, so we had a. Cran- okay. We had a cranberry you give me mint a pickle saison. Or cucumber. Go away. Wait, <laughs> cranberry cr- mint saison. And you started out with just cranberry. It was awesome. Wonderful. Right. Okay. Was awesome. Then he went. Then he put mint in it. Not so good. What else? I don't know. There's, I, a, I, I, there's a lot of other things that you don't like. Oh, there's a million. <laughs> there's a lot of things. <laughs> Are you a picky guy? I'm a picky guy. I'm pretty, pretty I, shitty I wouldn't call myself picky, but I definitely have my, my l- dislikes, and, yeah. and he seems to find them and make a beer out of it. <laughs> a <Atta> boy. <laughs> I just like to mess with the business. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what don't you like? Yeah. Oh. But actually, that was Fuzzy Smack as well, so... It so was good things come out of this yeah. eventually is what you're trying to get to. I do like Fuzzy Smack, though it's down, done now, but the idea that I'm not a big peach fan. I feel like me and Mike, we're, we're sitting on a level <laughs> right now. I'll throw a peach back at your face if you handed it to me. Yeah. But, but Try I the Fuzzy have, Smack. But I ha- I've had sours and stuff. that I've had things infused with peach, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. Like I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not mad about this. You're un-American if you don't like peaches. Every, well, everybody t- thought. It's funny that you natural. mentioned that I'm staring directly at an American yeah. flag. It's very America in here. Everybody thought Paul's brilliance was by the way he brews. It's just because I tell him things I don't like, and then he makes it. He takes a lot of. (laughs) He's not humble. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) He takes all the credit for it. So, see, you guys are looking at each other. You're looking at something else right now. So you're distracted. He's always distracted. <laughs> I'm always distracted. That's that's me. He's considered like, are those tanks clean right now? What Can is, I brew tomorrow? Yeah. What's my schedule look like yeah. this week? No, I. No, it's more like that's what's going on in his head right now. And then something just pops. Boom. There you go. Like boom, we're making the cucumber season tomorrow. Done. It's gonna be brilliant. We actually have a bunch of fun beers coming out for St. Patrick's Day. We do. Oh, that's right. We got things coming up here. The Irishman or the the Irish? Yeah, we're not making green beer except for our face smack. Oh yeah, I looked at the board. I saw a the twist with some with the Bernie, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with the Bernie, with uh, our Bernie, we have uh, a few twists. We have uh, Nutter Butter version, Samoa version, um, Samoas. Doing Girl Scout cookies on we, us. We yeah, we we're doing some Girl Scout cookies, and we're doing uh, a few other. Uh, we're doing a coffee, uh, coffee version. A lot of versions of our milk stout. Yeah, it, it should well, be. Well, you fun. guys make a good milk stout. You might as well do some versions of it. Throw the adjuncts at it. Why yeah. not? What what are they called nowadays? They're they're calling them pastry stouts. Pastry, yeah, pastry, pastry stout. Dessert, but this isn't a true pastry stout stouts. because it's not high enough in alcohol content. Yeah, well, it's not fourteen percent. No, ah, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. Five percent, sessionable. A milk stout, nice tame milk stout. It's not a double milk stout. It's not a big old beefy one. No. Uh, should be good though. I mean, we're we're pretty excited. So that that's for Saturday the seventeenth. For Saturday the seventeenth, we're tapping one keg of each, and uh, there's a few more. Sixtals or half halves, barrels? full halves, um, none to go. Um, so oh, then yeah. we can have people enjoy them here. So uh, should be fun. It's yeah. gonna be fun. We're bagpipers. 
bagpipers. I thought you were insulting him for a second, but no, I no. There's I like legit the yeah. bagpipers yeah. coming to the brewery. You're, you're <laughs> I didn't know we were having bagpipers. Awesome. Yeah, that's happening. So nice. what else? What what else goes on in this in this space? That's not beer. <laughs> what else are you guys doing? Nothing. Are you doing like the yoga and the uh, the other stuff? Like what other what other no. events are you doing? Painting and we any did a painting event when we released our Bob Ross did it. That, that seemed That's to go pretty good. Wow, <laughs> you could not ask for a better <laughs> marketing piece than that. Uh, that went over well. We do some small things here and there. The problem with uh, here is you know we do have a relatively small tasting room. And once before, we had some space in the back that we used to utilize for some cool things. Um, no longer. Uh, yeah, we have no space. There's no space here. Yeah, so um, not, you know, we try to jazz up the small little front part as we have that we have as much as possible. But uh, for the most part, uh, we can always promise good beer and uh, hopefully good company and that's about it. I was going to say, between you and I, you, you don't need to do anything with that space up there. Everything just... <laughs> Whatever he's making, just keep making that. <laughs> just do that stuff. People will will definitely come. I told you, I'm part of a very large and very involved beer group on Facebook. And when I posted that I was sitting in here waiting to talk to you guys, there was some real excitement buzzing through the comments. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Good, awesome. yeah. It's good to hear. And like these are these are people that drink mostly whales, you know, and 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 they're you know telling me like, well, locally, this is the best I got. Like, let's do it, you know. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Okay, can I ask you guys like before? I I don't I want to wrap up. I know you got other stuff you want to get to, but what do you guys do when you're not here? Like, how 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 long would you say weekly you're in this <laughs> building? Like, like where's <laughs> we do don't do like, anything. Do you have cots? <laughs> do you have like? I mean, you okay, need so for. The first year, so things have obviously progressed, but for the first year, we had a nice leather couch that I would sleep on here, um, and then it progressed because we had to get rid of the leather couch. We didn't have space. We didn't have space, and then I learned Business how to guys sleep. Always making you get rid of the shit right? you like. Right, yeah. that's the good stuff. And then I had to find. This has got to go. How to sleep on grain the proper way? <laughs> I was gonna um, say, there's got to be a manual somewhere. There's. It's actually how to sleep on anybody a wants to learn how to sleep on a grain pallet, come on in and say hi to me. I'll show you how. Um, it actually works out great, um, but no, we, we we both spend a lot of time here. Um, Jim spends a lot of time at home getting a lot of stuff done. Um, it's all fun. It's all rewarding. Yeah, typical Jim, just yeah, dick. Probably <laughs> <laughs> work another job. Uh, so no, it's how dare he? <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of time here, but um, you know we we still are friends. We still do we do some stuff like the Craft Brewers Conference. That's our trip, kind of as as we go. It's our fun trip, yet educational trip for um, for the brewing. And I would say there's a little business on that one, but the fun trip is we make the Great American Brew Fest every year. Yeah. So we go out there as the, us three owners, and we actually just have fun, and that's us trying to say like because we don't. To, to your point, there isn't much going on outside of this with us. Uh, you 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 want to open a small business and 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 or a brewery for that okay, matter. But I'm looking at hands. I'm seeing wedding rings. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Are we are we keeping that? We were just trying to keep the family out of this, or like so? What happens outside of this? I know it's not a lot, but I have a Sunday that I try to hang out with my wife. And yeah, Sunday is our day of rest. So if you want to come uh, say hi to us, don't come in here on a Sunday. It. Don't come in here. Uh, Paul, I think, has a Sunday, and he has like two hours every night that yeah. he hangs out with his no, kids. No, I have there I have go. a couple kids. I have a five and a six year old. So I know right oh, there, five yeah. and seven. Yeah. So they're they're back to back. They're a year apart from each other. Um, my wife works here as well, so we have that. Uh, she works on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Her name's Mary, 
So it's uh, hi Mary, and then uh, <laughs> Mike's wife actually works here as well. She works so. every oh, really? Saturday. Yes, Saturday oh. during the day. Um, so it. it it kind of is a family environment. Your dad and my it, dad it were both here like canning it. today. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, it say, is. Were those your guys? <laughs> okay, all right. You guys were all eating Jimmy John's earlier. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you kept saying Bernie, and I'm like, is that where Bernie? That's my came dad. From? That's where Bernie. Yeah. So okay. my my grandpa was Bernie. And my dad was Bernie. Okay, um, I kept so. hearing Bernie, and I'm thinking, I wonder if that's where Bernie. That's Bernie the, was that's a good the beer geek in me. Coming Bernie out was like a, he was a big help for us to get the brewery going, so uh, we had to name a beer after him. Yeah, that seems fitting. Mm. I like it. Yeah. No. So, so I mean, like, like, do you guys have hobbies though? Like, what, what did you do? Did you? you know, I, I used to homebrew, play guitar, <laughs> like you know, but I did this, did this. No, you know, take, <laughs> we we drank. He homebrewed. Hey man, I'm uh, I'm okay with it. What do no, we? Use we it? we play cards. Just keep um, doing what you're doing. Cards, we play golf, cards. Golf, guys, travel, mm-hmm. sports. I do travel bears. quite a lot actually. Yeah. Good. That, that I would add into that. So yeah. that's that's something my wife and I do. We don't have kids, so that allows that oh, okay. to happen. So yeah, yeah it makes sense. Oh, that's good. No, I mean, just a lot of the regular stuff that everyone does. Going to breweries, um, yeah. drinking beer. That was one of the biggest things we used to do together. Trying um, to keep up with what's going on. What, yeah. You know, try not to live in your bubble. Well, before it wasn't, it was never just keep up what's going on. It was just, that's what we like to do. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's it's that's dual where, purpose for my, sure. That's where I'm at. It's like every weekend, it's like if, if we have a minute or like my mom wants the kids for the week, you know, for uh, a day, you know, like... Which brewery are you going to? Right. Oh, we can go to Villa Park this week. Go see oh. more. We haven't been to more brewing yet. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, the, oh. the cool thing for me is with because I do travel uh, as, as much as I could, or I can, I should say. Um, when I when I anywhere I go, new, it's like what's what's the local brewery? How many can I get to in the you know amount of time I have? A lot of research, a lot of googling. Yeah, like, yeah. What's here? The what's Google in, machine. What's within the vicinity? Yeah. I I still think though. I mean, yeah, that's that's still kind of the. F- it's weird. I mean, we're here all the time, but. We still find ourselves going to see other breweries, and right. <laughs> we n- never get away from it because no. that's that's what we love. That's what we want to do, not? right? Yeah. It's it's fun, and uh, you know when we before we started building this place, it would take us forty five minutes probably to get to the to the local brewery, you know, and and now it's completely changed, you know. I mean, right, I, yeah. I live in Joliet, so um, no. Oh, you know, you're right so, by me then. That's where I live. No. So, um, you know, I'm gonna. I haven't even been able to check out the couple new breweries there. But tomorrow, me and my wife and are gonna go check out breweries and get sushi. And oh. get sushi. Where, where are you gonna go? Sushi? Yeah. Yeah. Sushi. Yeah. My wife is obsessed right yeah. now. All you can eat. She hated. She hated sushi for her, ever. And then, and now all of a sudden, every week, I need sushi. Yeah. Sushi. Yeah. Sushi. Yeah. And we're gonna check out migraine and. Migraine was on the podcast. Migraine and Daniel Rosenberg, if you don't know him, but uh, he's nice, nice fella. And then what's the, the other new one? Uh, the Elder. Elder is really Elder. small. Andrew uh, Polychondriotis. Uh, okay. He, yeah, he he's eventually going to do the podcast. He's they're, they're he's he's trying to keep it together. He's got the you know the brewery and a regular job and everything. <laughs> and then and then maybe we'll go see the new brewery in Sherwood. Yeah, Will, Will County. County. Will County. Jamie Albert and Jamie Kennedy, the James Kennedy, those are good, good dudes, good dudes. So I live in Oswego, so I'm patiently waiting for the Oswego Brewery to open. I just had my coworker lives in Oswego, and he and he just showed me the uh, plans and all that for for that. How yeah. long is that? How far is that out? Not not very far. I think they're saying a few months. Yeah, yeah. I saw some mock-ups. It looks beautiful. It looks like it's going to be a nice spot. Yeah. It's, now, it's do you go to that? Is that hardware? Is that? I've been. Yeah. Uh, how was that place? Times. I haven't it's been good. there yet. That's good. I the uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's good. Um, they make some beer there, and then they obviously have a whole restaurant aspect. To it. No. Yeah, <laughs> they have a whole restaurant aspect to it, um, and right. it's pretty cool because they do. Uh, they have a little hop field, and they grow a lot of like stuff they use for cooking and everything right there. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure they use some of that stuff for the brewing yep. as well. So no bullshit. You guys don't have any. No hobbies. No, just <laughs> I travel a little Was bit. Was it a hobby? Kids. Uh, Mike travel travels. That would be his hobby. That's a hobby, yeah. That's his hobby. That's um, it. My no bullshit. We my don't have any hobbies. <laughs> my hobby you was... You guys need to check yourself. My right hobby now. was homebrewing. This is more about... Psych- that, no, that this was, is more of a psychiatric eval than yeah, a podcast. That was point, legitimately guys. his hobby, though. We're going to need you guys to <laughs> My hobby was hobbies. homebrewing, and then it became professional, so I lost my... Oh, I know. My hobby. Um, I'm into saltwater fish. There you go. That's what yeah, I was looking for. So, but I had to get rid of my big saltwater fish tank because of the brewery. Because he's so got no time to keep it I, up. I had no time to keep it I up. I blame it on Mike. Um, no. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I still have one small, um, I have a 29-gallon tank. Um, but uh, that is a passion of mine as well. Um, I, but got a, I got a friend that's really deep into the saltwater. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool hobby. It, I mean, it's fun. It's something it's, I don't want to do because it seems like a lot of a lot, attention yeah. and work, but but it's a pretty goddamn yeah. cool hobby. Yeah. yeah, no, there is a lot of work to it, um, and that's why I had to get rid of a tank because, you know, kind of as I opened up the brewery, I had a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a big fish tank Makes to take sense, care yeah. of, uh, a wife to say hi to, and at least sleeping on hi. a leather couch at the time. So, um, <laughs> so it was just one of those things where I just net, had to naturally give it up. But I still, you know, have a little bit of it. So I don't have any hobbies. I like it. I, I'm okay I, with I, it. I, I used Traveli- to just traveling though traveling. is a big time. Uh, I used to work. So it's not like you can have ancillary hobbies to traveling. Yeah, you know? I worked too much and then I traveled. That's all I did. <laughs> good man. Uh, our one it seems like you're doing a good job. <laughs> this is all going very well our from one the thing outside that, looking in it's all going very our well. one thing that does happen on a regular basis though is golf and golfers yeah golf so and cards what golf the and hell cards. Are you guys burying the lead golf, for golf you and cards i'm not a golfer but 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 <laughs> i understand the hobby of golf very much i just don't do it we uh, enjoy more of the social aspect of spray golf and pray like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just crush it and see what happens uh, and drink a beer. How many yeah. beers can you get down yeah. on the golf course? Okay. I like that. See, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. See, it makes you more human, see? <laughs> I'm we, used to seeing you. There. I'm used to seeing Paul schlepping 100-pound uh, <laughs> bags of shit and dumping it into tanks. Like, I'm, uh, I'm not used to it. I can't picture him with a glove on uh, getting, lining up oh, a tee shot. Oh, he's finessing that club, too. Yeah. See him hold that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gentle. Gonna, I'm very gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw something out there. And, again, if, if – for some reason, this doesn't fit with what we're talking about. We'll edit it out. But, but uh, I've noticed somebody that I've seen over the years uh, that worked here, works here. Wolfden, is that? Uh, Wolfden, oh yeah, uh, Wol- Kate, Wolfden. Katie's been working okay. here, so and she's open. And her what husband. I, what I know of the craft brewing industry, you guys are probably helpful. So, so I mean, is that something that like that, that's? I mean, Did you guys kind of help them along, or is that kind of something they just... They so just Katie came into here, uh, she went to the business... College uh, of DuPage. College of DuPage business. Uh, oh. the third program they have for uh, the brewery side of it. Um, and uh, she came in... Thumbs up to you, guy. Yeah. She came in years ago. When was it? With her husband saying... right when It was right when we opened, and they're like, yeah, we want to open a brewery, too. So we just chatted with them. Um, I know I did for a long time. I think you did for a bit. And, and just, you know, what we went through as just pretty new and opened a brewery. And then eventually, um, 
she came and asked if she, you know, could get a, a job here. Um, I think she just wanted to get herself closer to a brewery. Um, and then that's been a, a few years now. Um, they've been in planning and, uh, they're, they're close now. Their, their dream is coming alive. But yeah, as far as helpful, I mean, they, they're, she, she Ed from Big B's. Yeah. Hello. Give him a yeah. big shout out. Give him a big shout out. What's up? Say if you hi. Say hi. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. Say hi. What's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been to Big, e- Big B's, definitely. Big B's. A What's Big B's? Oh. What's Big B's? It's a right. bar uh, oh, that right. this gentleman owns. Oh, no. Uh, big, like, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go on. He's Go on. two separate locations. <laughs> two separate locations. <laughs> he is. owns them. He is. Yes. <laughs> I like his shirt and his Adidas pants. Yes. That's yeah, great, so he's a, great he's craft. He's a regular craft here, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. I wouldn't say that, but he pops in here no, and there. Okay. We're very thankful Good. when he does. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, you know, I, th- I thought the the way the industry is, and what I've gathered out of my twenty episodes of doing this show is that like, there's not a lot of uh, not yet at least there might be some that I haven't uncovered yet, or not a lot of a lot of malice and and, and negativity. Yeah. It's kind of like you doing something. Let me help you. Let me let me tell you what I went through, I th- and then maybe that will help you on your journey to get to get going well yeah i just a general statement i think people are realizing more and more that there's so many of us starting that yeah it's getting competitive but we're still absolutely collaborative like we we are always willing to help each other out people are willing to help us which is awesome um and for your sake with wolf den brewing yeah i mean they're looking to open and anytime she has a question or they do and they ask us we we do whatever we can to help but you know to the certain degree though i mean it's they that the uh, just answer that question. They they don't ask much, which is yeah, which is great. They I probably want to build their own. They're yeah, they're doing their thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, we we always definitely help each other out. It's it's amazing in this industry, you know how, you know how often we will you know it's it's a question or, you know, and and we'll answer. And it's it's you know, you're helping each other out. I you know I t- I tell um, some of the sales reps that come in here. You just need to get one brewery to tell all the breweries that they're buying that. And it's kind of one of those things that it just picks up and takes wind and we all buy the same exact thing. You know, it's because a lot of it's recommendation, right? Monkey see, monkey do. And it's because you used it. Have you used this? Do you like it? Yes. Perfect. That's all I need to know. You brewed gummy banter with that? (laughs) Oh, we got to get that. You know, yeah. Exactly. And we all have our own little... Um, things that we do different it's not all the same obviously and it, and it shows but um, we're definitely willing to help each other out which is awesome yeah and that's yeah. what's so intriguing about the industry I mean so you, I mean you guys I don't know how far outside of your noon whistle bubble you get visually with fans and and people that just love the beer like I know it's it's hard to see outside of the, your busy day to days but it's like that it just breathes man it's it's it, People just like like that kind of interaction that you're having right now off mic. You know, there's we're, we're by their bathrooms and their bath. You know, people gotta walk past us to get to the bathroom. So they see Paul and Mike over here doing a podcast, and pretty much everybody's gone to the bathroom has gotten a very valid like point from one of them. Like, oh no, this guy. Yeah, this guy's in here all the time. Point to you. Like, like that. That's the kind of stuff that I think that guys like all of us that, that are big beer junkies like just love. They just love that that like having that connection with the person that's making their beer and helping sling the beer and all that fan is weird to hear right well no, i know i get that, that is weird I get to hear that. i would say like you're not the bulls you're not the hawks you're yeah. not you're like, it's weird to say like i'm just a guy yeah. like well going back to what we were talking about like we liked what we like to do was go to breweries and hang out and drink beer and that's what we liked right when the brewer would come over and chat with us and 
Like, uh, oh my god, he came to town with yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, we just like that was great. You know, we we had a cool conversation about beer, and that's why we're here because we're drinking their beer. And uh, that when we were uh, always going into this, we were like, that's what we want if we ever opened a brewery. <laughs> like, why don't we want to talk to these people that are coming in? That's what we like. You build that loyalty, and it, I don't know, it's it's something special. It's something special. Like, I mean, you you experienced with me today, like. I had two stories about you. You, you know, we barely know each other. You see so many people every day while you're brewing beer. I don't expect you to be like, "Oh, there's Joe sitting over there. There he is. Oh, this guy's in here all the time." Like, but I had two stories about you because I'm like, man, never gonna stop drinking Noon Whistle beer because of these moments. Like, and that and that was the premise behind the podcast. It's like no. you start to connect people with these stories and these people. And thanks. Yeah. No. And and I, you know, I I still try to have that connection, and I and I like to talk to people, and I think it's fun and. And all that, but the one thing that is difficult for me though is that I am still working, right? You know, and that and you that's are? that's no. the that's the difficult <laughs> thing sometimes, shit. right? <laughs> and and that's I'm I'm not trying to be rude to some people sometimes, but sometimes it's like, you know, if you're sitting at your desk or if you're going on a sales call or something like that, if someone walked up to you while you were doing that and was like, "Hey, I have a question for you. Can you do you know that?" Yeah. And I am there to talk, and I can talk, but. Sometimes it's like you got to move with me because I'm going from here to there to there to yeah. there to there. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go get some of the shit out of the tank. You want to grab a shovel? All right, don't, come on. Yeah, I we tell, keep talking. Actually, I would tell everybody talking. not to feel bad because he Sign does the same thing first. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike actually chases me around. I walk the back well. and forth, back and forth in the brewery. Paul, we got to talk about this. <laughs> here's an, here's another thing that that just just from like the my perspective from the people that are coming in here like I am is something that and again it's weird. I don't know why. Maybe because I I come here enough that I'm I'm thinking about it, but. Uncover this for me. Like today, today we knew we were doing a podcast, but when I walked in, you were brewing still. You were you were finishing up. You were dumping bags of malt, I think, in, into the, into the tank. So yep. I'm sitting there watching you do that. I'm sitting at a spot like instinctually. If I even if I didn't know you, I wasn't doing a podcast. I might yell over the over the top. Like, hey, what what are you dumping in there? Like I'm like, cool. With is that, that welcome? Like, yeah. Is that oh yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I think a lot of guys come into places like this at like a, an hour. Maybe they're by themselves, and it's like an hour where you might be working still. And they they might. How oh, do I bother them? Do I not bother them? Like, like nine times out of ten, it's like yeah, it bother me. There might be the day that like I just found out my kid wasn't paying attention to school. He's being an asshole today. I got to go home and have that talk with him. And no, <laughs> if it's like a simple question, I love the shout out because and I get that right. Like, hey, what's what are you doing now? I'm graining out. I'm doing, you know, and w- hey, uh, the, probably the question I get the most is, what do you do with that grain? Or they cows. don't even know what it is sometimes. <laughs> well, it not, used to not be. Not anymore. It no. used to be cows. Unfortunately, it's no longer cows. That wasn't our decision to make that change. Uh, <laughs> no, we uh, we fought that for two years. So that's a, that is a story. Um, uh, we fought with the um, Glen Ellen Water Treatment Center. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's... Glen Ellen Water Treatment Center came here for two years hassling me about, hey, what are you doing with this grain? And it's sitting outside. I said, yeah, it's, you know, it sits here and it waits until um, the lady comes and picks it up and brings it to her farm. And it's northwest, northwest Illinois. And was she it, it wasn't just a pile of grain. Yeah, it wasn't. Or it, it, was, it, yeah, was yeah. it was in a crate, you know. It's a um, large, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's. Yeah, encompassed she, in something. She would like come that. and pick it up, and but for a day or two, or if it rained in the meantime, Drizzling. it would overflow, and then it would have some. You know, uh, we take most of the sugar out of the grain before it sits there, but then it would be sugar water kind of sitting. And their explanation to me was that it's sitting here, it's going to roll into the creek, 
which is going to roll into the river, which is going to go into the lakes and essentially kill some of the fish off. They really Um, really stretch that one for you, huh? Stuff that doesn't get to the water treatment plants. Correct. So my argument to them for a while was, what about grain that falls in fields? And what about everything else? It's... It's not. It's mm. this. It's. I'm actually. It's they would argue, Paul, taking, and say that's how in the cornfields and they, or wherever in they, country, and it's not populated with yeah. all the homes, et the cetera. The EPA et cetera. was against <laughs> that as well. So, eventually, we just had to give it up because, uh, just because. Yeah. She. We fought it for two years, and we had to just say. So the okay, solution for us it. to continue to do it with the farmer was actually too costly for us, at least at this particular moment. So now it just gets trashed. Like basically, you had to transport it to them or something, or like they were like yeah, long, yeah, yeah, too much, too much. I get it. I get so it. that yeah. stinks because we like the cows to eat our grain. So now waste yeah. management takes it and puts it into their holes. Wow. Yeah. And our waste management bill has increased drastically. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about like trying to do like the smart thing, like people the, the way the yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. That's yeah, too much. Yeah. It's too much to even think about. Uh, uh, That'll be. There's a lot. There's a lot of people that want to come in and grab grain from us, which we're more than willing to do, as long as they come pick it up on that day. But um, they think that, oh, I can make stuff out of this, and you can, but to take thirteen hundred pounds of grain and dry it out and do something with it really quick is pretty difficult. Now to grab a five-gallon bucket is even a lot for one person at their home, so. If people do want grain, come in and grab it. Um, but it has to be fresh because it stinks after a day and, and gets tossed yeah, out instantly. It's a little smelly. smelly grain. Like oh, yeah. Vomit, yeah. death, yeah, it's, awesomeness. It's, it's so bad. So we have a lot more All pickups from waste <laughs> management as well now. <laughs> well, guys, I know you got stuff to do. We kept you for over an hour and a half now. So is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to cover before we go? You got? I mean, I know we got St. Paddy's Day coming up. You got events going on for that. You got... Gummy vortex and cans going to be hitting hitting stores, hitting your tap room. There's still ghost face gummies sitting in the. You can buy a can of it. There's yeah, super no. interesting beer, by the way. Totally thought it was cool. Thank Ate you. a quesadilla while drinking it. Thought it was Perfect. pretty good. Nice pairing. <laughs> no, we uh, we will be doing. Um, you know, it takes time, um, but a lot more wild sorrows will start coming yep. out. Um, awesome. So that is definitely one thing that is in We're sour motion. fans, so that program will continue to grow. As Paul said, he brews what he likes. And I've been asking to get Love a it. fooder for three years, so and eventually. We, we might give in. We I might get one of those. call it a folder? Is it a folder? Fooder. So have a fooder. Hopefully, eventually, uh, there, there's actually a lot that's coming down the line. Yeah. Um, we so will make some announcements. More, yeah, more beer, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool things. I think that we're going to be doing within the next twelve months. People will be finding out about it. So we'll just move Mike's little office over there and put a fouder in there. Oh, that's, that's not an office. Going in <laughs> that's a that's so a storage a room that has a desk, a, a computer. There's a monitor. Yeah, there's a screensaver playing right now. That's <laughs> one of the big things to come. Is I will have an office. Yay! <laughs> That'll be you. so exciting. The exciting thing. People are like that suit. That suit doesn't need an office. I want a fooder. Yeah. I want a fooder. That suit. He wants sits an office with a back right next to a back door that opens up when it's, it's twenty oh degrees. I know, dude. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I've seen it. I'm I've sitting shaking on my cell phone as I'm trying to I've lived sell that experience beer. at workforce. <laughs> I uh, go there to have a beer like during the day, and all of a sudden Brando's dropping the door open at 40 degrees outside. I'm like, I'm trying uh, to, I'm trying to work <laughs> remotely. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I 
wouldn't mind if you closed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally, I totally feel your pain. But uh, do you guys have any events? Anything else you want to want to throw in there? I mean, this is, you know, it's not a, it's not an advertisement, but it, it maybe somebody will hear it and be like, hey, I'm gonna go to Noon Whistle today. Uh, event, I mean, event-wise, no. I mean, we have uh, every every week. We just if you if you are a you get food trucks coming. Uh, we do food trucks almost every Friday. Um, Tuesdays, it's every all our beers are four bucks, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, don't miss that. Um, and then um, Thursday growlers, right? You have always have like one Thursday growler, growler special, seven to seven dollar refill. Can you tell I'm a fan. Yeah, tell? and then um, you know St. Patrick's Day coming up. Uh, Sundays we do some trivia. We have a movie night. Uh, oh yeah, did, I, did you guys recently do like a vote? Or something yeah, we've been doing movie. that for the last That's few weeks cool. now. I, I thought that was one of the better social media uses I've seen in a while. You so, know, so Some Tuesdays, people just use social Tuesday media nights, dumbly. Yeah. Like that was cool. Like, hey, vote on your favorite. What movie should we show next Tuesday? Right, and we cool try to do themes. So, like, we try to pick two movies this week that were uh, like Irish related in some sort. Boondock Saints, and I don't remember I what the Boondock other one is, or something like that. It doesn't. Boondock, Boondock Saints, Saints is gonna Saints win. All day, yeah. yeah, give me Boondock Saints yeah. all day. So it didn't matter. We we actually debated the other movie for a while. And we're yeah. like, Boondock Saints is probably gonna win, but we have to have another movie. Yeah, yeah. give me like a dramatic prayer being said while a barrel is held to some back of somebody's head. Actually, give me that movie. <laughs> the I'll other movie that. that I thought might compete against it might have won. Leprechaun. No. Leprechaun. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was totally. This exactly. Out of my ass. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great movie. Don't. That's I'm a great movie. Argue with you. I, I love that movie. <laughs> that, see a wait, leprechaun. Wait, wait. A crazy leprechaun. I'm burying my own lead here for my own interest. You, I think we'll be here, but uh, you guys are doing a Harry Potter trivia here. We are. Yes. Sometimes I get I get confused because there's so many fucking breweries doing like things like this i'm like wait is that the right brewery but i'm pretty sure i tagged somebody we uh, definitely are doing a harry potter themed trivia and i'm a fan i would say uh come early if you are going yeah. to get a lot of interest what, you in know what day it is it's fine they can facebook it look yeah. on facebook type in it's noon it's whistle this you'll month. find it's them. Uh, march i'm it's trying soon, to think what yeah. the sunday is uh not like two weeks from now basically. we won't hold it we won't hold not now to it. two weeks the podcast is not gonna be current so oh, it will be <laughs> I do very well with keeping. I think it's current, March eighteenth. Right? Is it the eighteenth? Okay. Oh yeah, I'll have it out before then, so it's fine. March eighteenth, look for it. But just just go on their Facebook page, you will see everything. Uh, you guys use what Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Yep. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Noon whistle. Noon whistle's not. It's not confusing. You'll you'll find them. Just search them in any format of those social media outlets. And you guys have a website too. Is that like Noon Whistle Brewing or uh, Noon Whistle Brewing.com? Noon Whistle Brewing.com. Just Google it. Like uh, Paul said, very, very early. It all comes back around, Paul. It's actually on our website, too. Uh, yeah. We, we have on there, if you can't find us, that's what Google's for. Yeah. See? <laughs> He's like, no bullshitter, man. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> no. why was Google invented? Yeah. For Noon Whistle. To learn things. I think it was invented for Noon Whistle. <laughs> Make sure people can find you. Oh, you know what? Before, before I completely cut us off, what's coming out Barrel Age next? Sorry, I can't I can't leave the beer ge- geeks in the dark. What do you got? What do you got in barrels? Has oh, is is you got any releases coming up? Okay, I know so Double Giggity's been recent. What else What else uh, have you done? We just released um, Bob Ross did it. We just released Imperial Burning. We still have some left. Oh, yeah. Um, get and in then here, buy some bombers. Yeah, get it It'll, before it's gone. Um... We do have probably uh, got any uh, Cabernet barrel or anything, or you got any smacks uh, in barrels? Mm, Some stuff that yeah, you can reveal. Yeah, actually, um, f- if you remember Face Mac Bourbon, 
Oh, that will be coming out in 12 ounce cans here in March. Um, See, I like that approach. So I, like the, I like the canned approach. That to will the be beer. four pack cans. Um, and then we will actually, um, probably our next barrel release after that will be Schwing, if you remember Schwing. Yep. Uh, Schwing's our Imperial Stout. Um, we actually have some fun stuff with that. So we got small barrels, uh, small barrels from a distillery out in. Um, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Um, some bourbon barrels. So that swing uh, will be coming out from there, and we have some fun swing. It's been sitting on marshmallows um, f- in these bourbon Shut barrels up. for a lot of marshmallows as well. Six, um, six to midnight, right there. So Everybody's it's been sitting. It's been sitting on marshmallows for three months, four months. So should be coming soon. Hopefully, it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> I think it will. The fun part about it is the um, taste it. The barrels okay. came from the, the distillery. They're 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 new. They're brand new. They're um, hopefully going to be releasing their first products round of product. Uh, I think in a few months. So, or or soon, like a couple months. Um, so you know, it's a relationship that uh, through a friend of a friend, and you know that's how we were able to come about these guys. And um, we're pretty excited for them. And we'll see what it tastes like. The beer tastes like coming out of the barrels they used. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I could I couldn't sign off in good conscience without letting people know that there's barrel age stuff coming out of your unit because they will line up for it. So thank you guys. I thank mean, you. honestly, like I Thanks. told you, I told you before that you guys were number one on the list. Basically, uh, if go figure that the places I spend more time at than any hailstorm in noon whistle, I hadn't, I haven't got hailstorm booked down yet. And you guys, I just got done today. Brandon, 20, 20, yeah. <laughs> Bra- Brandon's been cool. He's like, I'm going to find a date. Oh, I promise. He's just very busy. Goes and when gold is in, in the IPA category. Yeah. Yeah. He's you start busy very man. madness. Starts <laughs> popping off and you got this cloud series. that's just crushing it. And you got lads throwing out. Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, Paul and Mike, I appreciate it. Um, your third partner, he sucks. He didn't bother. No, no. kidding, Dick. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's but what you get for liking spreadsheets. Yeah. yeah. New Whistle Brewing, guys. Go Thank to Lombard. You. If you, I'm, I'm guessing most of you have been here if you're listening to this podcast. But if you haven't, get out to Lombard. It's worth the drive. And you can hit all kinds of breweries while you're out this way. You can go here. You can shoot up a little north to Villa Park and hit more brewing. Uh, you can go... Pass that up to new or to a microphone if you want. Yeah, there's plenty of breweries out here, but noon whistle, hit them up and find your gummy vortex. Right, that's probably the yeah the gummy vortex is out, out right in now. the stores right yep. now. Mm-hmm. Gummy apocalypse next. Gummy apocalypse is on the on deck. Uh, that'll hit in April. The yellow can. See, I know my can colors. The yellow can colors. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. Say goodbye, guys. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for drinking our beer. We are out. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.